Welcome to The Old World Lives, a World of Fantasy Battles podcast. You can find us on Facebook at The Old World Lives, on Instagram at The Old World Lives, and you can reach us by email at theoldworldlives at gmail.com. And now, on to the episode. Hello and welcome to episode 20 of The Old World Lives, a World of Fantasy podcast. And this is quite impressive that we actually managed to release something this close to the previous episode. So I just wanted to make sure to mention it, that we actually do record stuff. We actually do release stuff, even though it might be a bit infrequent. With that said, with me tonight, I have Nicholas. Hello. And no one else, because no one else could be bothered to show up. <laughs> yeah, it's just us two <laughs> this evening. Yeah. Uh, I didn't realize that we're hitting the 2-0 episode 20. It's great. Yeah, I figured it was worth mentioning. And... Uh, this episode won't be any floppy goblin uh, <laughs> snakes or whatever it was in the last one. Just wanted to make sure to... For those that are fans of floppy goblin snakes, this is not a <laughs> floppy goblin snake episode. Uh, but both yeah. Jens and Jimmy is part of the rest of the episode, so it should be fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this episode, uh, we're going to do a bit of intro and hobby talk. And then we're going to have a, a heavy cavalry tactica. Uh, uh, my friends here in London, when we released the last episode, uh, or the episode with the light cavalry tactic, they're like, yeah, of course, Niklas is going to talk about cavalry. And now you get even more cavalry. But since yes. there are no more types of cavalry, unless we can make some up, this will be the last one. So I don't know what we'll do next time. What kind of unit type? Well, maybe skirmishers or mages, something like that. We'll, we'll figure something out. Uh, but before we get to the, the Cavalry Tactica, uh, let's talk some new stuff. There yeah. are some new stuff, actually. Yeah, you've been uh, buying some for yourself for Christmas, right? Yes. So um, I got an early Christmas gift uh, from uh, my girlfriend's brother. And he got me the the Fire Slayer Magma Dragon thing. and Because I've been showing him that I've been building dwarves. And... He went to uh, Darkseer and they he showed them pictures of my dwarves and all their square base glory. And they told him, get this thing for him. It would be great. So he got me this magma drake and I was like, oh, thank you. Like, I, I really appreciate it. It's, a, it's like a big gift. I appreciate it a lot. But magma drake is like, with the deepkin, my least favorite things about H.O. Sigmar. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. They can be quite cool to be used as separate as monsters but there are better yeah. things to get yeah so i don't blame him at all for getting me that thing because they are dwarves but i do blame dark so like come on guys you see like an entire square based army and then you suggest to, to get fire slayers that's yeah that's not really no bueno uh so uh, he said that yeah if you don't like it you can just return it so i thought oh what should i return it for oh wait those really cool looking chaos guys are being released next week so i went down to the store and i traded in for a pre-order of the new slaves of darkness collecting box start collecting box that looks like one hell of a deal this is a really nice set yeah it's not too expensive either isn't it no i think it's uh i don't know how much it was like 40 pounds something and it's uh, like six 660 kroners retail from G-Dubs. Yeah, yeah, so it's a bit cheaper at Darkseer, like yeah. if you don't get it at Games Workshop. 
so yeah, you get like the those new knights, uh, ten new warriors, and uh, the the hero on a demonic mount. That is a really gorgeous model. Yeah, uh, he's, the, he's the size of uh, the stormcast hero as well, isn't he? And the undead hero. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think he's gonna fit nicely on a fifty mil base. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, thought uh, might as well start Chaos Army. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, I've been super annoying in our chat because I've just been saying like, oh yeah, I got this new army plan to build this army. And then the week after I'm like, oh no, now I'm going to build this army. And now I'm going to do this army. So I've just been had endless army ideas since I've pretty much finished my dwarves. And I've been just telling myself, like, don't start anything until a while. Play with those two armies that you have. Uh, and I was going to do that, but then this came along. And getting a Chaos Army is pretty easy, actually. Because you don't need a lot of models. Yeah. So well, I, if I you got play this... with the Warriors and Knights, you don't need, need a lot of models. Yeah. So I got the starter box, or pre-ordered it. And then I also bought a box of old Chaos Warriors, which is just 16 Warriors. Uh, so I'll be using them as Warriors and then the new ones as Chosen. And uh, yeah, I also... Sense. Uh, yeah, and I think uh, they'll fit quite nicely. If there's just 10 of them, you can uh, position them so that they can all stand without, like, they will all have room to fit. Yeah, and if you build it as a unit, you can probably just number them and keep them like that anyway. Yeah, uh, and then I also bought some of those uh, new Furies for uh, for Warcry. So, yeah, those look great. Yeah, 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 I love them. They look super sinister and evil. Uh, but you you buy them in like a, six of those and then six other creatures. Uh, they look like chaotic turkeys, pretty much. <laughs> uh, so my friend Joseph is going to use them as uh, furies as well, actually, but for beastmen. Ah, you know, I have to check them out so I know what we're talking about. Look at them and tell me that they are not chaotic turkeys. Uh, they look really nice. So I think it will fit perfectly as beastmen as well. Um so yeah, and then before this, I already I already had a, a hell cannon that I was going to use for a chaos dwarf project that never really got off the ground. So it's already done and painted. And then I also have the Balacor model that I bought a while back, actually. And not because I really needed it for something, but I thought that Games Workshop is just axing things left, right, and center. So I better buy this model that I really like when you can still get it. It's a really good looking model as well. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. And I also love Belakor. Like, his story is so cool, especially in 6th edition. I don't know, like, in 8th edition, he's barely mentioned. But he's, like, the main antagonist in 6th uh, in edition. He's, yeah. like, the ma- main adversary in uh, in Mordheim. He's the main adversary in Albion. And he is, like, a major part of Storm of Chaos. He almost made it to be a chosen before Archaean was chosen. Yeah. Or ever yeah. chosen, probably. Should be the correct title. Yeah, he was to follow himself. So yeah. for those that don't know who Belakor is, he is the, the first Demon Prince, uh, sort of first one to be raised up to Demon Prince level. And he was fighting the elves before... Uh, before it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so he was fighting them like uh, at the beginning of time, pretty much. Like when the elves were first fighting the demons, when the demons poured out onto the world before the elves created the vortex to drive them back. Yeah, in the time of Anarion and uh, Kalador, the dragon tamer. Yeah. When uh, the, and... the dwarves were burrowing down and uh, yeah, hiding until uh, they found a way to fight back, basically. Yeah, so he was like leading massive armies and he was a total badass back then. And then I think 500 years before Sigmar, uh, 
he was just so full of himself and he thought that like mortals and humans were just ants pretty much and he could do whatever he wanted with them uh, and then the chaos gods just get, got fed up with him so they banished him into the warp and just made him a insignificant little minion and just tortured him pretty much and then they made him crown all the mortal ever chosen after that yeah. as a like punishment and just to humble him yeah and that was one of the reasons he went to albion wasn't it to try to get out of that little torment yeah so yeah he sent his minions to albion to try and siphon the power from the argon stones so that yeah. he could get uh, he could break the the curse pretty much and return to the mortal realms all right not no mortal realms i'm not saying that but return to the physical realm yeah which is the mortal realm in warhammer fantasy battles yeah Okay, that's true. Just don't there's, there's also Stargate under <laughs> in, in Albion. Yeah. Uh, so well, there is. <laughs> so Belakor did not really succeed at Albion. He's managed a little bit, and then he got brought back at, uh, in the Storm of Chaos. So he coronated Archaeon, and then he led his demon legions to fight Karl Franz and Teclis, and then Teclis uh, uh, banished him again yeah. back through through warp. So, uh, I've been having some trouble, like, with Chaos. I had some uh, thoughts of starting Chaos before, but I never really got, like, a, a cool theme to theme an army around. It's just, because Chaos guys are pretty badass by themselves, but I really need a story behind an army to really get behind it. So, uh, my guys, my Chaos guys, will be devoted to Belakor as their deity. So, they will be undivided, and they will praise the original Demon Prince. And uh, they will be based... Like, around in the empire and the, like their their goal is to search for artifacts and powerful items that will help Belakor return to uh, the physical realm. That sounds so like a, bit, a good place to start with that uh, theme. So yeah, so it's a bit like uh, a bit like the the orcs in the Hobbit, the in Dol Guldur, they used to serve this uh, immaterial uh, evil guy and does his bidding. I'm so sad that Krell isn't here so I could uh, make some movie references from The Hobbit just to mess with him. <laughs> but if he listens to, to this, this, the being they serve is uh, that large white orc in uh, The Hobbit movies. Because he's the most important orc there ever been. <laughs> and you're really yeah, right. I... They, they really do look like battle turkeys. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, so uh, anyone hasn't seen them, just uh, Google uh, Warcry Chaos Beasts. You'll see some, some pretty frightening chaos turkeys. Um, yeah, I'm not really a fan of the Hobbit movies, just putting that out there. But the theme is similar. Actually, you can Google Warcry Battle Turkey and you still get a hit for them. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the first hit, but they're there. Yeah. <laughs> uh. All right. Uh, so, so what you're saying is you're doing chaos now and or for next year, and uh, this might lead into two of the specials we're planning for earlier next year, right? Yeah. So we got requested uh, by Ben Martin to do some chaos since he liked our dwarf special so much. So we thought eh, that might not actually not be a bad idea. And then we we're thinking of chaos, and then we were like. Oh, we well, we can't do chaos in just one episode. It's just it's too big because chaos is at the heart of Warhammer, like even more so than Space Marines or the Empire. Chaos is like yeah. the main theme of Warhammer. Yeah, it really is. And uh, I said there will be more than one special, so we so we have to divide them a bit. But I don't see any problem in that. It will just be no more fun. Yeah, and it will be hopefully quite good episodes. Then, but that's not really for us to judge if they're good or not, right? Yeah. 
I think it will be good. Yeah. So there's a little uh, made-to-order starting tomorrow, the 14th of uh, December, for some Blood Bowl miniatures that might be tangentially linked to our Tactica. Yeah. And those are the Blood Bowl uh, Chaos Dwarves. Yeah. So they're releasing the old uh, Blood Bowl team. So in that team, you got uh, Bull Centaurs, which is what we will talk about in this Tactica. And then they're also releasing just regular Chaos Dwarf players and Hobgoblin players. Yeah. And I'm sure the regular team members can be used in uh, your units of uh, Hobgoblins and Chaos Dwarves if you just arm them with something. But uh, for our purposes, the Bull Centaurs couldn't really be plan to be be on major order better than they are because <laughs> yeah you basically just need those bulkentars and adding a great weapon or two hand weapons to them and you have a perfect unit for yeah yeah it's really easy it's just put your weapons in their hands because they're already got like bald fists yeah the bald fists and some of them have a will they have a gloved fist and a like a knuckle duster on the, on the other hand and the yeah. knuckle duster could be a perfect uh, second hand weapon. Yeah, or the yeah. the grip for an for an axe. Yeah, yeah, they're really good models. So yeah, if you play chaos dwarfs, get some of these. It used to be nice as well to have because uh, uh, if you have the old models, then probably there's only a certain amount of poses. Yeah. So if you get some of these, you can add one here and there in different units, and you'll have some unique models. Indeed. So check them out. Uh... When uh, this goes live and Games Russia puts them up for a pre-order. Yeah. Also, yeah. we've gotten an email that I was thinking of reading here in the new section, because it might be something for next year that we're planning. And this email is uh, sent in to us by Ted. Did you did you read this email before, or is this new to you? Uh, I think you, you shared it with us. Yeah. I read it so I'm going to just, I'm just going to read the email. So... Thanks for all your work with the podcast. Always a pleasure to listen. I have a humble su- suggestion for next year. I listened to the 40k podcast Splintermite, uh, Dark Elder Focused, and during 2019 they run something they called the Archons Challenge on their Facebook page. The purpose is to get people's stuff painted and to get more engagement with the community. So each month there is a theme, heavy support groups, characters, or whatever, posting a thread on the f- Facebook page. Each participant then posts a pledge, uh, photo description, at the start of the month, and then hopefully post a picture of the finished models before the end of the month. In the following episode, the podcast host goes through the month's results and praises those who made it and mildly ridicules those who failed. If that's his words and not ours. And he mentioned that he has found this as a great motivator and can also say, I can't remember the last time I painted as many, this many models during one year. As I need to get started on my fancy miniatures, I selfishly propose that maybe the old world lives could run something similar. And uh, then it says, tack, Ted. So, yeah. we've been, we've been talking like about this. Idea. Yeah, so we're not going to probably go through exactly what, how that's going to be today, but we'll get stuff to work out. But, uh, well, in the new year, we will probably start something like this up. Yeah, and running. definitely. And we'll do something uh, on our Instagram as well. Yeah. So the method of the madness is not set, but uh, the balls... <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a great idea, though. Yeah. I used to run this uh, on uh, the Bolton Chainsword forums back in the day for 30k. So I, mi- I missed it a bit. So it will be a fun thing to get back into, I think. If nothing else, nice. it might actually force me to paint something. <laughs> How's it going with those reavers? Oh, they finished. Oh, great. 
Really? I'm going to post them uh, during the weekend when I got them proper photos of them because for some reason, the photos I've been trying to take these past days just look like, uh, well, shit. So. Yeah, it's the worst like when, when you're sitting and painting something really close and then like, you're really happy with it. Yeah. But then when you look at it through a camera lens, like you can never really get it right. So annoying. Yeah, look, yeah, look. yeah, and the fact that I've been pretty much trying to take a photo right after finished painting, not even, even letting my eyes rest or anything and using the same lighting and the eyes are still, yeah, that messed up from the bright lights. Yeah, they need a proper photo, sh photo session, I think. Nice, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing this. Awesome. After that, I need to find something to try out my new paint, my new brush set from uh, Artist Opus. Um, so nice. my, maybe maybe just uh, paint a casual dragon just to try them out because they're dry using them on my like a Shadow Warrior isn't that much fun, I think. Yes. Yeah, no. you got to take some nice photos and post them on Instagram. And then yeah. you will knock down that meme, the the highest point. Oh, is the so, meme still the most liked post on Facebook? Yeah. So, so like on our Instagram, we like recently me and Jimmy have had like a, a secret contest. Usually, Jimmy always wins because his models are just gorgeous. Like all these yeah. uh, green stuff sculpts and all these Mordheim bands are just awesome and then he gets like endless likes and then i post like f four pictures maybe and then the fourth one maybe will get a couple more likes than jimmy's picture and then i'm like yes i'm winning and then he posted like <laughs> this damn sonic meme that just got endless <laughs> likes <laughs> just yeah ran away <sighs> yeah hopefully yeah. we'll have a, an actual warhammer model be the most liked picture now well, hopefully. Or we just have to become a meme account and just post memes instead of photos of miniatures. <laughs> yeah, well, we're 50-50, we're I would say. Lately, yes. All right, great. Uh, so w what's next? What's next on your painting desk? Well, maybe just a casual dragon now, but uh, I'm considering... I, got, I, got, uh, I found this box of uh, Shadow Warriors, the last one in store, the platinum... Uh, Edition plastic multi kit. So the nice. Shadow Wars. Yeah, the Shadow Wars are really nice models as well. Yeah, and they come with a lot of extra bits. I just need to find a way to use all the Sisters of Avalon bits as well because they are also great. Yeah. Where, where did they have rules in Sixth Edition? Did they have like some? No. Only yes, handmaidens. That, yeah, that's what I was thinking about. But maybe I could uh, use some of those bits, combine them with uh, the spare um, Eternal Guard uh, way, watcher, whatever they're called. The wonder yeah. kits, and maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. do some uh, do some uh, handmaidens. Yeah, definitely. I was thinking like you, you could definitely mix uh, the like the widow's glade guards and the shadow warriors. This should be yeah. You just have to carve carve off the front of them or back of yeah, them. Yeah, because they have their yeah, because they are uh, two part uh, chest pieces. One back with uh, the back piece got uh, the cloak, and the front piece got uh, the the emo nice scarf. Arm. Uh, well, the nice armor. The emo scarf is for the Shadow Warriors. All right. well, Might need to find some other heads and not just run with uh, the helmeted Shadow Warrior heads because they look a bit too same for a ranger unit. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any spare elf heads? Maybe I could send you <laughs> some from the, the Chaos Box. <laughs> <laughs> I love that they, that they got spare elf heads in that kit. Oh, it's going to be fun to paint some dead knife ears. A friend of mine sent some uh, dead dwarfs from the Mantic zombie kit to me. That I could oh, nice. put on bases. Because <laughs> when it's just a, like a cleaved skull with a beard, it's just, it pretty much looks like a GW helmet anyway. 
Nice. Awesome. So you want to do a brief brief uh, note on the next segment before we move on? Yeah. So uh, as I said, we've done a light cav tactica. Do you know which episode that is? Yes. Straight off the bat. Mm-hmm. That was a while ago, I think. I would guess it's like episode 15, maybe. Uh, yeah, episode 15. Fa- uh, episode 15, Tactica, Fast Cav and Poland event recap from yes. June this year. My my pod number game is strong. So yeah, uh, you should if you haven't heard that, then you should go and check out that episode. We make a f- few references uh, to it yeah. in this segment. Uh, some units that would fit in as either light or medium cavalry. Uh, yeah, the Wild Riders of Kernos is one of those that are referenced in both of this, these tacticas. Yeah. But mainly discussed in the light cavalry tactica, or fast cavalry tactica. Yeah, so yeah, we will go through all the units and all the army books, all the heavy and medium cavalry, and uh, discuss a bit how to use cavalry in general and yeah. uh, how to use specific units in different army books. A note, this isn't the end-all, be-all tactica for cavalry, because, well, we're, we're, we're probably not the most uh, knowledgeable about all of the different cavalry types. This is more of a like a pamphlet on these are the units, these are how they work, these are what they can take, and this is some uses for them, like using some as main troops and some as just uh, support troops. But we hope you like this tactica, and... Uh, if you got any notes, send them in because we can always discuss them in the future. Yeah, I just want to say thank you to everyone who's writing into us as well. It's awesome. Keep emailing us. Keep sending stuff on Facebook. Keep posting on our Facebook page. It's it's really nice and it makes us all really happy. Our knights are our most potent weapon. No better knights can be found in the old world or beyond, and they are rightly feared by all who oppose us. A baron of Baston, on the pinnacle of knighthood. Hello and welcome to this, our second special Tactica segment. And this one is a straight follow-up on the last one, because this one is a Cavalry Tactica again. And let's uh, move over to Niklas so we can introduce what kind of Cavalry we're talking about this time. Yeah, this is, uh, as you said, the follow-up to the Light Cav. So this is the Heavy Cav. This is uh, right up my alley. I love playing with Cavalry, and you seem to see it everywhere in most armies. Uh, And it's a big part of the game. Some uh, call 6th edition or 7th edition Cavalry Hammer uh, because they are just so useful because of the the set movement speed in this game. So Light Cavalry is... uh, very agile and usually very light of course and we explained that in our last tactica how you use them and they're mostly uh, units you have on the side of your army and would just support your army but they're not really a focus point and they won't really go straight up the guts uh, medium and heavy cavalry are more like the center point of your army and more of your tactics will revolve around using these so the biggest difference between medium and heavy cavalry so of course they're armor save i would say that medium cavalry is three plus save and above and heavy cavalry is two plus save and lower so usually stuff that have one plus save like empire knights and stuff like that and the big difference between these is that usually you can have heavy cavalry just standing around and take some fire and not risk having them blown away but medium cavalry if you leave them out exposed for too long they'll just wither away from enemy fire and even bow fire and stuff like that because a two plus save and especially a one plus save is way better than a three plus save yeah what do you guys think of heavy cavalry 
and medium cavalry. Well, I think what you said is uh, pretty right. I mean, three up save, I would give that to medium cav and two up save and better. Yeah, that's your shock cavalry. Yeah. Uh, also, cavalry depends, of course, like how you use them, depending on what army you play with them. But I would basically put them in two categories, either a defensive heavy cavalry unit and an offensive medium or heavy cavalry unit. You will usually find medium cavalry in offensive armies uh, and heavy cavalry in defensive armies. So the Empire, for example, you would have like a gun line and then you would defend the gun line with some heavy cav. While other more aggressive armies used to have more medium cavalry units like Kislev or Orcs and stuff. Uh, but to make this thorough, we will go through pretty much all the heavy and medium cavalry units in the game and give our viewpoints on uh, how they are generally used and how we think you should use them. Indeed. And as we've noticed, some armies have uh, quite a lot of them and uh, some armies have, uh, well, none of them, but uh, that's because they're too short to ride anything. Or too furry. Yeah, they're practically beasts themselves. Uh, so the first army that we're going to start with is the classic orcs and goblins. I, I know I say Ooh, classic with yes. almost. <laughs> say, I say everything is classic in Warhammer Fantasy. I noticed, yeah, but it is. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, so iconic. To be fair, we are talking sixth edition fantasy, so by now they are classics, given their age. Yeah, that's also a good point. I didn't even mention no, we were talking about sixth edition fantasy because we used to always talk about sixth edition fantasy. <laughs> it is the best edition, so why talk about anything else? Wait, there's other editions? Not in our world. They started on sixth edition and felt it was perfect and never looked back. <laughs> All right, so to go through uh, the green skins, we have our in house green skin specialist, Jimmy. Thank you, uh, thank you. Uh, so, yeah, the Greenskins have two units, which classify as uh, medium cavalry in my eyes, which is the classic orc boar boys and the savage orc boar boys. Both units kind of fill the same role, uh, being hard hitters, but the thing is that orc boar boys are more defensive since their armor save is 3+, plus and not 4+, plus, which savage orcs have. So I'm going to start with the Orc Boar Boys. They come at 18 points apiece uh, with the basic Orc Boy stat lines, which is uh, Weapon Skill 3, Spell Skill 3, Strength 3, Toughness 4, 1 Wound Initiative 2, 1 Attack and Leadership 7. Their Boar Boy Boss has one more Weapon Skill, one more Strength and one more Attack. And they ride the Fearsome Boars which have move 7, strength 3, 1 attack at initiative 3. The rest of the stat lines we don't need because they're cavalry. Uh, the boar boys comes with hand weapon, spear, light armor, and shield. And uh, the boars have a special rule called thick skinned, which gives the rider plus 2 armor save instead of the usual plus 1. So they're, they're basically barded, which gives them a total save of 3+. plus. And uh, they also have animosity, so if you have five or more boys, they're not going to be so fun to play with. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're going to be even more fun to play with. Well, they could could possibly be more more fun to play with. To be uh, fair, all... I've, I've been on the receiving end on your of your animosity role, so to speak, and there's seldom <laughs> anything happens other than, oh, this one passed, this one passed, this one passed, and this one is not going to move this time. <laughs> yeah. Also... They also ignore Goblin Panic. Woo! 
Uh, I also see that they have a special rule, uh, Tusker Charge. Yes, Tusker Charge gives them plus two strength when they charge, which is the boars only. So strength five boars on the charge is nasty. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. it means the, the boars are more dangerous than the riders. <laughs> yeah. They're equally dangerous if you manage to upgrade the Orc Boar Boys into big guns, which they can do for four points a model. But the bad thing is you need an equally sized, well, not equally sized, just as many boar, normal Boar Boys as you have uh, big guns in total. So if I have a unit of eight Boar Boys, which I want to make big guns, then I have to have eight or more normal Boar Boys in my list too. Yeah, I always so, found it a bit annoying. Yeah, have, yeah, same. Attacks Boar Boy unit. Yeah, so I very rarely, if ever, see Orc Boar Boys big guns because when they're upgraded to big guns, they get weapon skill four and strength four, which is well, it 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 makes them even harder. It's like they get strength five on the charge, normally strength four, otherwise. Still three up save, but weapon skill four. That's a good thing to have when you're a medium cavalry. Yeah. And the uh, thing we're noting about them, they're movement seven. Yeah. So they are a bit slower than horses. Yeah, but most often horse cavalry have uh, barding, so they also get movement seven. Except for your horses, Nicholas, because they have movement eight. Yeah, they don't get that sweet one plus empire save, though. Yeah. And uh, on the plus side, Orc Boar Boys can have a magical standard up to 50 points. They don't have to be big guns to have that. That is good. Yeah, there's this yeah. one banner that helps them against shooting. I can't remember exactly what it does. Um, uh, it's minus one shooting them. Yeah, minus one policy uh, skill or minus one to hit. Yeah, yeah that's, minus one that's to good. Hit. Yeah. Uh, so we're noting with Boar Boys as well, they're a special choice. So Yeah, special choice is a really crowded place for the Orcs and Goblins. Yeah, so you can't really make a, a full Boar Boy army. No. So these will usually work on the flanks, right? Instead yeah. of going up to guts. Yeah, it, it, it depends on how you build the list. Uh, with the Orc Boar Boys, it's, you, you build the, the unit in two ways. Either you have like six between six and eight models uh, in one line going full out attack in the front some people i've seen doing uh, between 12 and 15 orc boar boys uh, for for a big big unit sometimes it's because they want to want it to look intimidating but we uh, well i know that it's kind of a point sink it's it's really expensive it's like gonna be 18 points a model that's not gonna hit that hard i mean because they won't be big guns yeah but yeah units of between six and eight is is really good they're good at keeping the flanks safe they can help you hitting units in the middle of the battlefield so they're in my eyes they're they're a good unit to give support flanking charges to my normal boys units yeah and uh, the savage cousins of the yeah Boros? the savage cousins uh, they the difference is the armor save of course uh, they start at seventeen points each they don't have light armor they only have hand weapon and shield yeah they don't have spears yeah. either no nope. oh, forgot nope. to mention that a spear gives yeah, plus one strength to, and a charge to, so that's... yeah they have to buy the spears. But they can also buy War Paint for three points a model, which gives them a six plus ward save. Yeah. And uh, just like their 
normal boar boys counterparts they can also be upgraded to big guns if the criteria is met but the fun thing is they have frenzy which can also be their demise because uh, it's easy to bait charge them their leadership seven right yeah yeah uh does that matter though for frenzy isn't it just always oh it's not a leadership test i don't know edition bleed no you uh, have you have to you have to charge if you're able to charge ah okay yeah then they're extra easy to bait because leadership doesn't matter yeah 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 two attacks though yeah two attacks yeah and uh, if you in i i've been running them before it was at the end of at the end of 6th uh, edition, I ran uh, six of them with a Battle Standard Bearer with the Nog's Banner of Butcher, which gives them another plus one attack during one combat turn. So <laughs> they struck and they struck hard. Truly savage. Oh, yeah. It was a point sink still, but it was fun. It was for a fun, fun game. And I lost all models in that game. So, yeah, uh, the Savage Orc Boar Boys. Like I said before, they're 17 points apiece, and uh, of course you will give them spears, because spears are good on cavalry. And I would say giving them war paints is a good thing, so they end up at 21 points per model. So they're very close to the same uh, points as uh, Empire Knights, I think. They're like 21 or 23. I'll look it up now. Uh, I think it's 23, right? Might be more, actually. Uh, an Empire Knight is 23 points. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah, so it's they're very close uh, points-wise. But uh, they're all the Seven Dark War Boys are also special cavalry. Uh, no, special units, since they are, well, their second-only cavalry unit. And... Uh, yeah, I don't see myself fielding Savage Orc Boar Boys unless I do field uh, such an army. Which, in case, I would kind of treat them like I would treat the Orc Boar Boys. Yeah, yeah so, they are pretty similar. Like, yeah. their role is pretty similar. Yeah, so I would say if you use Savage Orc Boar Boys, keep the units at the center of your army. You want to kind, kind of protect them from uh, from baiting units. Because if if they stay at the flanks, the enemy will send their fast cav and flee when they when they get the chance. Yeah, yeah, they're really good to to keep fast cav away from your yeah. flank of your horde of charging orcs. All right, so speaking yeah. of Empire Knights, should we move over to these guys? Yeah, these I guess are like the when you think of heavy cavalry in Warhammer Fantasy, these are the first thing you would think of. <laughs> Chaos Knights. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so what makes these guys truly uh, heavy cavalry is that they have a 1 plus save. They have full plate armor, shield, and a barded warhorse. Uh, they got warhorses. Since they got barding, they are movement 7. Uh, they are strength, no, weapon skill 4, strength 3, toughness 3, 1 wound, initiative 3, 1 attack, leadership 8. So pretty standard humans. They got weapon skill 4 and leadership 8. Just decent. Uh, they are armed with lance, hand weapon, and full plate and shield. Uh, as you said, they are 23 points. You can have a full command for uh, 40 points. And they can have a magic standard worth up to 50 points. Uh, these are core choice though, which is really good. So you can have an entire army of knights if you want. Or just fill up your minimums with knights. They make your army really versatile. And frees up all those delicious special unit slots. 
pistoliers and cannons and what have you. Uh, and very important thing with knights, uh, knightly orders, just like uh, the orcs, you can upgrade them. Uh, these guys don't have any restrictions on that though, so that makes it even juicier. So you can become knights of the inner circle. Uh, one unit of knightly orders in the army may be upgraded to knights of the inner circle at a cost of 3 points per model. The knights in the first knight in this unit are strength 4. So that is awesome. So the same cost that you upgrade to have war paint in your savage orc war boys. Yeah. Uh, they become strength 4. So that means they're strength 6 in the charge with lances. So that's, that's pretty good. What do you guys think of Empire Knights? It's uh, the can, best. Can, can they take yeah, <laughs> uh, magic banners too, right? Yeah, up to 50 points. And is it one unit can take a banner up to 50 points, or is it any unit can take a banner up to 50 points? Any. Mm. So I think the Empire, their magic banners are all right. They're not great. Yeah, there are some, I mean, some useful off, combos, yeah. Yeah, but... I, I often see the Banner of Steel, uh, which yeah. which removes the the penalty for having barded war horses. So Isn't it just plus a D3 charge move? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. That's still a good thing to have. Yeah. Yeah, that is yeah good. it's uh, very useful on a, on a big unit of knights to make sure that they can reach their target. Yeah, and especially when your opponent expects uh, that you're out of charge range uh, and just deploys one inch away, or like 29 inches away then. So you're yeah, going to be able to charge him two turns. cavalry standoff, the man with the steel, <laughs> steel standard wins. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so usually with Empire Armies, uh, you would have... So you either have like a people either have a gun line and then they have a knights to protect the gun line. So if you try and charge the gun line, they, they will charge you first. Or you'll see an empire army with just all knights and they will just march up and destroy you. Yeah, and you can put a uh, Templar Grandmaster in the unit to make it immune psychology, which is pretty useful. Yeah, it is very good. Leadership eight will always hold. So uh, the empire also has Knights of the White Wolf. So this is another unit, instead of just being another order of the same unit. And they do have some different equipment. Instead of having shields and lances, they have cavalry hammers. Uh, remind me, what does that cavalry hammer do? It's uh, plus cavalry two strength hammer. on the charge, yeah. and then plus one strength uh, for the rest of the combat, right? Or is it just yeah. plus one? And, uh, oh, I plus, don't plus two on the charge and plus one on the other turns. And uh, it, they strike at the initiative order. Yeah, initiative three though. Uh, but you'll strike four orcs, I guess. Yeah, yep. you'll be charging dwarves. So. and dwarves. Yeah, uh, and the, these guys can also be upgraded to be knights of the inner circle. So you can have two different knights as knights of the inner circle in your army if one of them is knights of yeah. the white wolf. So it's pretty decent. Yeah, this unit is zero to one, right? Yes. Yeah, Unless so you it... played the mid and high army list. <laughs> Yeah, I always thought it was a bit strange that they would have Nasser White Wolf as a specific unit instead of using. Yeah, but they are quite a bit different with the with the hammers and and the beards. But yeah, I think they could just have made it uh, an upgrade. Like you can either take a lance and shield or a cool hammer. Yeah, like a man. Yeah, because then then you could try and fit in some uh, some other cool knightly orders as well. Yeah, maybe nice of the the broken sword would have great swords instead of something. Yeah, yeah, a bit more change but i guess you could do that you can put them as knights of the white wolf in your army list and then just arm them with cool great swords if you wanted to yeah yeah that is true um yeah they're they're the classic uh, heavy knights they're very iconic yeah these are the ones you're, you're not really supposed to send them up to tar pit units because 
while they do have a two up save, anything with like armor piercing or stuff like that will eventually chew through that. But you can send yeah, them against strength really, three stuff pretty pretty handy. Yeah, it really does make a difference to have a two plus instead of a one plus. So. Yeah. But they do hit yeah, you, harder if you if you get them into something squishy that you're not uh, yeah. hoping to break in one charge. You can do some work in the next turn and the next turn. Yeah. And uh, speaking of inner circle, uh, what do you guys think of that? Would, would you always try an upgrade to inner circle? Uh, these guys, I yeah, probably would. Yeah. Yes. It, it's worth it. Yeah, I would too. Strength four is so much better, and especially yeah. with lances and cavalry hammers when you go in in strength six oh, yeah. instead of five. Yeah, it's not that expensive <clears throat> unless you run a very big unit. It's not that many points to to push it up, yeah. push out a and it few does make a big difference out of your speaking army and of, give yeah. them in a circle. Uh, speaking of unit sizes, what kind of sizes do you normally see, and what would you field? I uh, usually see units of 10, and I think you should run units of 10 as like a main combat unit, and then you could add like a unit of 5, and that's a white wolf on a flank, something yeah. like that. Yeah, that sounds reasonable. I like reasonable. that idea, but I'm gonna, yeah, I like the idea, but I, I'm gonna reverse it when I build my list, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's more, more suitable more from knights, More knights, yeah, more knights and lesser normal knights. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so this is like a, well, a balanced army, but if you would you would do uh, an aggressive army, especially Mindenheim, then I would definitely take three units of knights. Yeah, two big ones and a small one. I, yeah, I'd take that. Like that. Or, yeah, I mean, we're going to have to do a Mindenheim episode, but yeah, yeah, we'd have two units of knights and a two to Jingard. For sure. What's the madman running forward? Uh, white wolves, they can also take a uh, magic standard, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sweet. Yeah, so you see, as we were talking, like, you, there's so many ways you could run these guys. The orcs are a bit more limited. You would usually use them as flanks because because they're special. You can't be as flexible with them. And with these guys, you can really do anything. And they add a lot of versatility to the Empire list. All right, anything more to say about Empire Knights? Yeah, they are the gold standard of knights, I think. Uh, these are the, the baseline of what every other cavalry unit is measured against. One plus yeah. save and a lance and movement seven is yeah and and often strength four yeah that's what you that's what you that's what you want that's not always what you get in other armies but that's what you that's what you want that's what you're aiming for yeah all right so let's move to their uh, northern neighbors this is my my area of expertise the Kislevites. So the Kislev, uh, they have two uh, two medium cavalry units, really. They don't really have heavy cavalry. As Jimmy said, they don't have barding. So they're stuck at a three-plus save with heavy armor, shield, and mounted. Uh, a regular winged lancer comes in at 24 points. So it's one point more than uh, an Empire Knight. Uh, for this, they have the same stat line. Weapon skill 4, strength 3, toughness 3, 1 wound, initiative 3, 1 attack, leadership 8. And they also have lances, but they have the special rule, Glorious Charge. So when you charge a unit, they have to take a leadership test or they will run away. Very useful. Yeah, uh, very useful for when you want to scare something away. Uh, not as useful if you want to get stuck in the army, because it could mean that you're just, you fail your charge and then you just trot slowly forward and you can get shot or charged or something. That is inconvenient. Yeah, uh, but it only really happens when you charge uh, units with low leadership and then it doesn't really matter that much. I did uh, scare off uh, a unit of uh, ogres once, like a, uh, the, the mercenary unit, like a full <laughs> five-man unit just ran off the table. So that was pretty hilarious. Uh, uh, golf, was it Golfax? 
Yes, yeah, those guys. <laughs> that is brilliant. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it can work against some units that the enemy would really like to stay as well. Um, so these guys are obviously also core units. And just the way the Kislev army works, you'll usually be fielding lots of these units. I'll, I'll usually feel them in units of five, uh, 10, uh, two ranks of 5 with full command. I did experiment a bit with units of 8, but I found that they didn't really have the staying power. Uh, because if you lose one guy, then you lose your rank bonus. And you're, you get pretty low unit strength at just seven horsemen. Uh, but nine usually does the trick, and then you still have a rank. Uh, and they, they survive longer, obviously. So I think that units of 10 works great. And because they don't have barding, it really does help sometimes that you are faster. Even if you lose that armor save, it really helps to get across the board quicker. And uh, yeah, they work really great with the light horse in this army book as well. So they can just help them get across the table. So kind of like the Empire, they also have like an upgraded version, but this is a, a separate special unit, the Griffin Legion. They are a zero to one special unit choice, unless you have the Serena, and then you can have as many as you want to the special unit limits. So like the Empire Knights, they are strength four, but they are also initiative four, and for only two points more than a regular Knight. So you really get good value for your points with these guys. Uh, I used to have six of them that I would throw at heavier units. I would use them uh, as my tank busters and just crush other heavy cavalry units. Because uh, that strength six really helps uh, with dealing with heavily armored units. Uh, so yeah, I used to use them as a used to unit of six. And now I use them uh, unit of nine with a hero in it to just make it my, my super punchy unit. And they can also have a magical standard, which their regular lancers can't have. So I usually give them the banner battle to give them more combat resolution. So these these are the sledgehammer of the Kislev army. Even though they used to have a 3 plus save, which really means that you can only survive one turn of shooting. And then you really need to charge. While the Empire Knights with their 1 plus save can usually last a couple of turns in the hot zone before they have to charge. But then again, they are slower. So yeah, I like uh, how different they are, even though they have pretty much the same stat line. But yeah, these guys are definitely medium cavalry. Yeah. Nice. That's a good summary of the Kislev ones. Yeah. Yeah, the, well, I had experience. Too bad they never got a bear caval cavalry unit in uh, Sixted. Yeah, yeah. speaking of uh, Tsar Boris, could just mention him on his bear. Uh, you could have him in a unit of Lancers, but he's movement 6, I think, on the bear. Yeah. So you would slow them down a bit. But he is pretty killy. As I said, he should have, they should have gotten an entire unit of that uh, used to yeah. support him. <laughs> they did in uh, yeah, Warmaster, didn't they? Yeah, I think they had like packs of bears in Warmaster. Yeah. Uh, it's awesome. Uh, we'll just have to wait for a new edition. Uh, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure Kislev is right on the top of the priorities for that edition. Uh, I have heard strong rumors there will be Magnus of Pius's age, and then they will have to make Kislev. Are, are those ru rumors based on what you said in our released segment of what we wished for a new edition? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a, a, a point of reference. And therefore, it is true. All right. So yeah, that's uh, Empire and Kislev done. What's next? How about uh, some other humans, perhaps? And uh, these are perhaps. for yeah. And these are for hire, basically. Oh, that means these I are... can have them. Yeah, pre pretty much. If you want to, but what you go do in your spare time is totally up to you. 
So th these are, we are, I'm just going to say that we are going to do a full rundown of this book later on. But since we're doing heavy cavalry, we can't really do without mentioning the unit called heavy cavalry from the Dogs of War book. Goes without saying. And these are the cadet sons of nobles from Bretonia, the Empire and Tilea formed the shock cavalry of most mercenary armies. Kislevite winged lancers are sometimes employed and are much renowned for their swift maneuvers. So these are, as we said, for hire. And they start at 19 points per model and have a stat line of... Uh, weapons, weapon skill 4, leadership 8. It's the only thing that matters. Weapon skill 4, leadership 8, and the regular war horses with movement 8. So... It's a decent price. Yeah, nineteen points. Five points, uh, five models plus in a unit, and they come with a hand weapon, lance, heavy armor, and shield, and they may upgrade uh, to have barding for their steeds for two points. All right, so they come. Yeah, so for twenty-one points, they are missing the the full plate of the Empire Knights, so still only a two-up yeah. save, but two points cheaper at least, and still pretty decent as heavy cavalry goes. Yeah, and just yeah. without barding, they are like uh, Kislev wing lancers, but yeah. five points cheaper. Yeah, that is Nicholas. Nicholas, why don't you convert some and use them as your heavy cavalry? Yeah, you start playing Dogs of War instead. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, just get uh, some regular Empire knights and, gl and glue a wing <laughs> on the back of them. Use a Pegasus wing. Or just random wings you find in other kits, just feathers, wings, whatever. The dark, the dark angel ones from their their bikes from the yeah yeah, yeah but the, these are basically stock standard knights. They're not the best of the knights. They're not the best of the cavalry. They're not uh, the worst, so to say. But they're affordable and uh, makes it possible for armies that might uh, not have cavalry to have cavalry. Yeah, and they're they're a core choice as well, right? In the Dogs of War list. Yep. Yeah. So super versatile army list. They also have a light cavalry unit, but I think we mentioned that in uh, the other special. Yeah, yeah. Also, super versatile units. So, yeah, you could create any kind of force with this if you want faster cavalry with lances or heavier cavalry. Not as heavy as the Emperor Knights, but I mean, they are a lot cheaper. Yeah, I was going to mention here that light cavalry starts at eleven points, but they come without yeah. armor, so might be why. Yeah, well, mine don't have armor, and they're seventeen points. Fair enough. These are. Well, if you add uh, a spear and bow to them, they're up to 16 points and then a, a 19 point, I think, with a, a shield. Yeah. So you can have spear, bow, and slash or shield. So you can kit them out for multi-purpose unit. But these are not heavy cavalry. We mentioned this. And yeah. of course, there are other heavy cavalry units that are regiments of renown in this book, but the, they, they will be talked about in uh, the Dogs of War special with people that actually know how to play Dogs of War, hopefully. Yeah, I don't think there's much more to say about the Heavy Cavalry unit. They're just a very generic Heavy Cavalry unit. Very useful, good price. Not as heavy as Emperor Knights. Not as shocking as Kiss of Knights. Just dudes and horses with lances. Yeah. So, should we, shall we move on to the Islanders then? Yeah. Yes. Pointy ears. Yes, and these are for, obviously for High Elves and... Uh, we're going to start with uh, a really well-used unit for High Elves because it's a great flanking unit, and that is the Silverhelms. And uh, they got a... Well, they got elf stats, 
and they got L force as stats, so they got movement nine instead. Yeah, what's their and, weapon skill? Well, they got a weapon skill of four, and a, for some reason, a blitz skill of four, and uh, initiative five, so they can be quite usual with a leadership of eight. Yeah. Strain three, toughness three, yeah. and one movement. Yeah, as I said, elf stats. And the only difference is that the horses are elven steed, so they are faster, basically. Yeah. So um, what are they armed with? They come in a unit of five plus, so which is quite nice when they don't have the upper limit, but you're usually going to play them at five, six models uh, as a flanking unit at this. And uh, you have a hand weapon, lance, and light armor, and they ride a barded elven steed, so there's a bit of a penalty there. But uh, you can give them shields and upgrade the heavy armor. Both those options cost two points. And then they have the options of the regular command. But they also yep. got a nice little bonus rule if you, for one unit in the army, which uh, they share with uh, Spearmen. And that is first among equals, which is an upgrade that costs no points, but can only be given to one unit of either. So you can't have all of the units being first among equals. And that is uh, one unit of either Spearmen or Silverhelms may be given a magic standard worth up to 25 points. Yeah, that's good. Which isn't bad. Banner of battle. Yeah, which isn't bad for a 19-point base uh, core unit. Yeah, so they kind of start out as medium cavalry, and then you can upgrade them to heavy cavalry, to heavy armor and shield. But but the they got a a 2-plus. They got a regular barding. Isn't that a Thilmar barding? No, that is for Dragon Princess. All right. And for 25 points, you can give them the standard that either makes them treat difficult ground as open ground for purpose of movement, which is Battle of Illyrian. That is great. Or the Lion standard, which is the unit is immune to fear and terror, but that is more useful for a carpet unit. Yeah, yeah, they have some great banners, the elves. Uh, but yeah, yeah, being a core choice, I think you'll see this in a lot of high elves armies. Yeah. They are almost something you have to take, so to speak. Even if you don't really say, think anything is a must-have, you really must have them. Yeah, if you're not do, uh, having any other cavalry unit, especially. like there, It's always great to have a cavalry unit. And they're, they're just very customizable, that you can choose what equipment yeah. they have, and you can give them magic banners. So they're a great choice. Yeah, and if you make a larger unit and you put a commander with a, a battle standard bear, set a battle standard bear upgrade in it, you can make it hit quite hard or fit a special role as well. So... It all depends on how much you want, how many points you want to put in these. And since they're a core choice, you can have as many of them as you want. Yeah. Uh, with that, we're going to move over to the 0 to 1 special choice, which is the Dragon Princess of Kalador. They're a bit pricier. They're at uh, 26 points a model base. But you gain uh, weapon skill, initiative, and leadership for that. So there, what's their weapon skill? Uh, weapon skill 5, initiative 6, and leadership 9. Yeah, it's really good. Still, strength three because they're elves. Yeah, I think that's their main problem. Yeah, gorgeous models though. Yeah, that's what we said. Still, they also have they have the dragon armor, right? Yeah, that is heavy armor with uh, flame proof upgrade, basically. Oh really? I thought I thought it was four plus. Uh, No, dragon armor also counts as heavy armor, giving a five plus armor save, and it uh, gives. you're, the model is immune to all breath attacks and any fire-based attack, including spells from the lore of fire. That's what it is. Oh. So it's situational, quite useful, and it's quite a cheap upgrade for any character as well. But it's not a mage. All right. But these guys have a Tilmar Barding. 
Yes, they do. So they have a full movement. That is great. Especially if you put that the ignore uh, terrain banner on them. Yeah. Just fly through the, the battlefield. The Thilmer arm warding gives uh, uh, the same protection as heavy steel, but without slowing down the steel that wears it. Thilmer barding adds plus one to the model's armor save like ordinary barding. However, however, there's no reduction in the movement rate of the model, which is great because they ride elven steels that are movement nine. Yeah. Very fast. Yeah. 18 inch charge. 18 inch charge with armed with uh, hand weapon, lance, dra the dragon armor that we mentioned, and shields. And uh, the upgrades are regular command. The standard bearer may carry a magic standard, standard worth up to 50 points. You can upgrade the, the Drake Master, which is the unit champion, to carry 25 points of magic items if you want to. All right. And is there uh, any specific builds that you would put on him? Making the unit a bit more resilient, if you want to put upgrade. But you can also put uh, some uh, lovely banners that just make them more durable to magic. You could give the, the unit champion like uh, Eastern Enchanted Shield. It's just 10 points or something, right? Yeah, use, useful in the yeah. challenge. Yeah, yeah, it's a cool upgrade. I really like it yeah. that uh, the unit champion can have magic items. Yeah, and uh, if you see that it was a f lot of the 50 points for magic banners unlocks some quite nice banners that are both useful and somewhat situational depending on which one you choose. Yeah, it can make them very expensive as well if you put on a 50-point yeah. banner, give him a magic item, take 10 yeah, of them. I, yeah. Yeah. I keep thinking like, oh, and you can take a, a, a war banner and the ignore cover thing, but then I realized that they're, they're not dwarves. They're not that cool. No, you can just... Uh, used a banner that would have been really useful in a game that uh, I and uh, Jimmy and uh, Christopher played, which is a standard of balance that uh, just uh, makes it uh, completely immune to all psychology. And any unit contacting, any unit that they attack are also immune to psychology, which means they lose frenzy. Ah, nice. So as I said, situational, there's also a banner that basically fucks over demons and undead for 40 points. Yeah. Situational, so, but cool. Yeah, because that banner was made during uh, the War Against Chaos, the first one. So it's really cool. So Elven Cavalry, I would say they both require a bit of finesse. You can't just slam them into yeah. a unit and hope that you break them. You got to use them at the right moment. There are builds that there are builds that make you able to use a full, basically full cavalry army, but that is so, something that you really need to practice on how to play it because. As with, they're not the most durable. They're all uh, two, two plus at the uh, most. So, yeah, and they're all expensive three. and expensive. Yeah, they're yeah, fully. Definitely. Yeah, definitely worth sticking in your army, but you probably won't do a full cavalry pile list. Of course not. All right, should we move on to their evil cousins? Yeah, that might be a good idea. Are they evil though? Aren't they just misunderstood? No. <laughs> Stop playing into Rene's hands. No, but I like doing so. They are for sure evil, sadistic bastards. And time to Sadist mute Jimmy. Yeah, bastards. I agree, but they're not evil. Yeah, I guess, like in a warmer fantasy world, no one is truly evil. Uh, but the Dark Elves have one heavy cavalry unit. Oh, yeah. And I would definitely say it is a heavy unit. Oh, yeah. And one that is almost impossible to rank up into ranks if you use the Aether models. If you don't want to make it re looking really stupid and have the models right on the front, right at the back of the base. You could have them like uh, 
really awkwardly leaning to the sides. Yeah, that looks uh, just even brilliant. worse. All right, so these, these are the, the these cold are, one nights. Right? Yeah, the cold one nights that are even more expensive than uh, the uh, Dragon Princess. Oh, just a note on Dragon Princess while we're still so close to them. The best version of Dragon Princess are in the War of the Beard list. Just have to mention that. Because they actually still ride dragons. The heaviest of heavy calf. Or, well, drakes, <laughs> which are lesser dragons. Yeah. But uh, the Cold One Knights are 29 points base. Got a weapon skill 5, a initiative 5, and a leadership 9. And, uh, oh, high leadership. Uh, yeah, which, which which they need. Uh, the the cold one is it's uh, the cold one got the have a movement of seven. They got a bit better toughness than a horse, I think. Yeah, but Should it we? doesn't matter. You use your rider's no. toughness anyways. Yeah. You you always do that, even if the yeah you do is tougher. Yeah, you do. I just had to mention it, depending on. So that the elves are still strength and toughness. Yeah, they they're still yeah. elves. They're still elves. So that's why I just mentioned the weapon skill, the <laughs> initiative, and the leadership. Uh, well, go for the strength and attacks. Like one attack each, strength four. Yeah. That's strength three, right? Strength three. The cold, cold ones. The cold one goes to one attack. Oh. Yeah, strength, they are strength yeah. four. And uh, five, unit size five plus uh, weapons and armor. They got a lance, hand weapon, heavy armor, and shield. And that's what they ride cold ones. Uh, you can upgrade to regular command. And uh, the standard bear may carry a magic standard worth of the, up to 50 points. And that is every unit of a cold one night of cold one night nice. if you want to. That's so great. Special that. choice, yeah. Yeah, special choice. And uh, as I said, there's no zero to one, so you can fill do everything nah. cold one night if you want to. Uh they do cause fear, right? Yeah, we're just gonna come to the special rules. Yeah. They got the hate tiles, the riders. Cool, cool. Uh, stupidity. Which oh, is we, cool. we like this rule. Uh, cause fear and uh, thick skinned and thick skinned is what cold one has they have uh, a warrior mount on a cold one counts plus two to his armor save instead of the normal plus one for being mounted oh yeah I forgot about that pretty much barded yeah, it's, no movement yeah. same thing yeah, as it, the orcs yeah and it would be annoying if they had a movement penalty when they got the base yeah. movement of seven <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh... These guys are great. The the scaly skin or the thick skin and a heavy armor and shield gives them a two plus save, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, they're and still three. So that's a bit of a yeah, but you there. can boost them a bit with a, like a character or a banner. Yeah, but since it's the cold was a strength four, they can actually do some some chomp. They usually do the most damage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, I, when I've seen cold one nights, I've seen. Uh, them used mostly as a like a empire knights and a gun line kind of thing. They they yeah. guard the the front line and they're really good at it because they are scary. Yeah. Not only because they cause fear, but they will do some damage. And they are as with the high of cavalry, you can use them offensively, but they are a support unit more than a flanking unit more than a main battle unit. Yeah, put, putting all of your eggs stupidity lace is not very good. Must say that it almost sounded like. Discord censored you. Yeah. Yeah, my push to speak button is not working fine, but now it is. It was basically just saying a word and then silence and then saying a word in silence. I'm going to keep that in. It's brilliant. It's trying to yeah. censor my drunkenness. But I was yeah. uh, pu- putting your all of your points into a big uh, basket of stupid lizards is, is not a good idea. Yeah. 
That yeah. is why that's why it might be worth putting a character with the leadership ten in, in this unit if you want yeah. to. But that may means that this unit almost doubles in price and points cost. And, yeah, and if it doesn't move because of stupidity, then you're wasting even more points. Yeah, but then you can use that uh, sword, I think, that makes uh, the enemy stupid if you wound them. Ah, now you're stupid. So everyone's too. stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Spreading stupidity around the world. Yahoo! All right. Yeah, that's that's only 15 points that upgrade. That is the dark sword. So any model losing one or more wounds after saves, etc. to the dark sword becomes subject to rules for stupidity for the remainder of the game. And could someone just enlighten our dear listeners on the rules of stupidity if they're not familiar to it? Yeah, at the start of your movement phase, you take a leadership test. If you fail, there's a 50-50 chance that you stand still or move at half your movement rate in the straight line forward. Yeah, it's bad. Okay. Yeah, and is... uh, I don't. I don't know if uh, I. I think that in sixth edition, if you move into a friendly unit, they can't move either because they're like, "Hey, what are you doing? Get away from me!" <laughs> hey, I'm hey, walking here. Everyone becomes. Uh... <laughs> Everyone becomes a part of Family Guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but that's just, they are good when if they can be good when you make it into combat, but you, should, you shouldn't rely on them too much in case they just go stupid and just stands in the middle of nowhere for the entire game. Yeah, I think it's definitely worth having a unit of the cold ones in your army, but don't put too many eggs on those stupid lizards. Really gorgeous models, though. Oh, yeah, both the old and new. I can you say mean the old, old, or the no, 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 old, old not not the old, old, the old, the sixth edition. Yeah, uh, the new are the ones we I currently say, have. I'd say that the old, old metal lizards with the sixth edition riders look really good. Yeah, there's a lot of them, and they they change so much in the editions as well. Like I, I think I prefer the the newest ones, and then the old, old ones. And third place is the the old Godzilla lizards for me. Yeah, I. Uh, have uh, currently the ones I've been working on are the new the, they said mounts with uh, the six dead metal riders because they look so much better than the plastic yeah, riders. Yeah, the riders are fucking amazing from sixth edition. Yeah, also the riders on uh, the in the plastic kit don't go together at all. Hmm. If you you have to glue the torsos together, uh, front front plate back plate, and they don't really match up on any one of them. <laughs> So you have to glue them together and then carve them and then... It's just to, to get you in the mood of Dark Elves, just get you pissed. Yeah, just to bring the pain. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot lots of alternatives for these guys, uh, model-wise. That, that's great. They're great-looking units as well. Like, who doesn't want super evil elves riding uh, vicious lizards? Perfect. Speaking of elves, we're going to do an honorable mention here for a unit that can be used as medium cav or heavy cav, but it's isn't really medium or heavy cab. And that is the Wild Riders of Kurnos uh, from the Wood Elves book that we discussed in uh, our fast cab tactica, because they are fast cab, but they can be used as shock cab as well. Yeah. And they're really great and situational and upgradable and, yeah, cool, really. Yeah. Yeah, have a listen to our uh, Fast Cavalry Tactica if you haven't, uh, where we discussed these. I think these were the heaviest of the light cavalry that uh, we discussed. Yeah. They are pretty much unarmored, but they can move through everything. Yeah, and they cause fear when they charge. They're yeah. great as shock cover. And they're they're upgradable as well, so they are both durable and situationally can run down everything they manage to fear of, fear away. 
Yeah. All right. Should we move along to some other evil guys? Yeah. Yeah, so next on our list is the Chaos Dwarves. Full centaurs all the way. Uh, do you have the, the point? These guys are half bull, half centaur, I'm guessing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. They got, like... Instead of force bodies, they've got the big old bull bodies. So they are much more buff than a regular. Yeah, but, yeah, but the top part is like a chaos dwarf. It's like a yeah, half yeah. cool ass beard. Half chaos dwarf, half bull, pretty much. The perfect combo. Yeah. Because yeah, if you look at their god, the, yeah, they're they're so so cool. The new models. Why? Oh, yeah. why can't they be as cool in the in the sixth edition rules as the models were in eighth edition? <laughs> it was like, what? The, the models are but so cool do... from Forge World that they even have armored beard. Like, yeah, but you beard must is love so them. Awesome. <laughs> I'm gonna... Yeah. My the beard is awesome. are great. Yeah, they're cool. So, we really don't want to talk talk more about this, but then we're going to get into how the hell they were created and the origins of them. And <laughs> Let's <laughs> the, not do that. The Bull Cantors are a rare unit for the Chaos Dwarves from Driving Horse List, and they're 20 points per model. Uh, Movement 8, weapon skill 4, ballistic skill 3, strength 4, toughness 4, 1 wound, 3, <laughs> 3 2 attacks, and leadership 9. 5 plus unit. Uh, the equipment is hand weapon, great axe, light armor, and shield. Yeah, so medium cavalry. Yeah. And they can swap the great axe for additional hand weapon for free. Ooh, that's nice. Uh, and may yeah. upgrade light armor to heavy armor for one point. Ah, that's very useful. But still, they they wind up in the medium cavalry range, yeah. save wise. But toughness four helps. Yeah, and strength four base oh, is yeah. really good. Yeah, I mean a unit of five of these with dual hand weapons running up a flank. I mean, all yeah. of your other tiny dwarves are going to just stand and yeah. shoot people. So these guys mopping up or just uh, having a go down a flank. Yeah. Also, uh, initiative three. They're usually initiative yeah. two, so that's, that's pretty decent. Yeah, I think that's the, Even... the, the bull part. Is, uh... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you part. keep them with great access, they can, can be situational against larger beefier things as well yeah 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 I, i've been facing them and they've been attacking my giant every single time it's like yeah <laughs> we're gonna put you on four plus and we'll hit you on threes two attacks each yeah. just yeah. like yeah that that's yeah, gonna that's be a uh, one dead giant timber yeah. and then it falls Okay. They don't ever have any kind of upgrades for a command, but oh yeah, they yeah, really yeah, they, they do, they do. The, those rules are in the beginning of the list in every yeah. horse part. Yeah, so ah right, yeah. But still, I don't think you should like make a big beefy unit out of these guys. I think you should use them as uh, uh, five five man flankers, and then yeah. I'm guessing there's uh, other rare choices for for chaos dwarves that are appealing. But these guys can definitely contend with uh, all the cool stuff that's usually in your rare choice. Uh, I, I definitely uh, I think they're aren't they special? Very rare. Oh, but but yeah, so they can, since now that I've been enlightened to where the upgrades are, uh, they got, can have the champion position and standard bear for 15 points each, and the standard bear can carry a magic banner worth up to 50 points. Ooh. So they can have a war banner. What kind of banners do the Chaos Dwarves have in their list? Do they have any mm -hmm. ravening hordes? Nope, they don't. <laughs> 
So no banner, only weapons and all other kind of stuff. Uh, weapons, uh, armors, talismans, enchanted items, and oh, arcane well, items. Oh well, yeah. there's a there's a. I found one. I found one that will. Okay. It's the banner of slavery. Uh, orc goblin and hobgoblin units within twelve inches of the banner may reroll any failed psychology tests. Fifty points. Yeah, so not for for these guys. No, but since they are cavalry, uh, the special rules they have is that they have a unit strength of two per model. Yeah. Uh, I could definitely see these guys uh, see them in a bigger unit of nine and, uh, a, hero. and a hero. So yeah. you take a bull centaur heroes, so yeah. just beef him up a bit, and then you have these guys, and you'll have a real, really tough sledgehammer. And that's something you don't usually find in orc or uh, dwarf armies. Yeah, that uh, could you can also be have, very useful. You can also have black orcs in that army list, so you can have some more offensive elements to help them out. So you could make a more offensive Chaos Dwarf list with these guys. To be fair, all orcs are offensive. <laughs> Especially these mutant ones. Yeah, I, I think they're super cool. I think they're useful. Uh, it's just, they're a bit light with only a 4 plus save, I guess. Heavy armor and shield. Yeah, but cavalry should give them a plus 1 armor save as well. No, right? no, not they're not expedition. cavalry in that. No, they're not cavalry in that kind of sense. They're, it's brought up in the <laughs> FAQ. Ah, yeah, they're no. just uh, yeah, they're just the large enough way. to have a unit yeah. unit strength is too. They Got they it. count as cavalry, but they don't count as mounted. It's kind of the same way the with the case warhounds. They are cavalry unit type, but they're ah, not cavalry yeah, in that I kind see. of sense. I see, I see. Yeah, toughness four will help them though. Take yeah. Yeah. some fire. Yeah, so heavy armor and a shield, still a, a four up save and toughness four, but still just one wound. So mm, yeah, I don't know. A unit of hand gunners might just put the pain on them, but not that expensive. If you, if you, if you're paying for a, a cavalry unit in a dwarf army, then it is yeah. not that expensive. Well, they're only twenty points, so yeah. Go compared nuts. C- compared to some other choices that we mentioned, they're almost affordable. Yeah. Oh, just you wait until I go through the next unit I have. All right, what do you have? I'm gonna. So go the next the... unit is the Saurus cavalry. Yeah, I, I just looked them up, and uh, they're expensive. The Saurus Cavalry are special units. They start yep. at 35 points a model. Wow. Yeah. So that's so what you got to pay for a lizard riding another lizard. Yeah, that's what you got to pay for it, for some lizard action. That or like uh, 80 pounds for the DVD. <laughs> Uh, but the thing is, they have first stat lines. Uh, the cold one riders have weapon skill four, strength and toughness four, one wound, initiative one, two attacks, and leadership eight. And Ooh. yeah, uh, their champion have three attacks. And then the cold ones, like the uh, like for the dark elves, movement seven, strength uh, strength four, one attack, initiative two. Uh, they have the thick skin special rule, so they add plus two to their save. Uh, the Saurus riding it have scale skin six plus, so they end up with a three plus armor save since they are armed with hand weapon, shield, and spear. They also cost fear, they have stupidity, but they also have the cold blooded special rule, so they roll 3d6 for all their psychology tests and pick the two lowest. So a bit more. Uh... Trained, so, yeah, manageable. a bit more trained, yeah. Uh, and they can also carry a magic standard for up to 50 points. And I do not have the time to look at their kind of standards. So, if any but of you guys are, have uh, the time, unit? 
Yeah, they're a special, rune, special unit, so you can field several units, but I wouldn't say that you would field more than one unit and maybe maximum 10 models. Yeah, the regular sources are pretty fast as well, aren't they? Yeah. Movement 5 as well, right? No, they're movement 4. Ah, right. Yeah, how, think... how, how many points did you say for the banner? You can take 50 points. So they have one for four, two, which is missiles fired at the units suffer minus one to hit. And another one for 40 points, which is uh, the unit may use this banner once per game. At the start of any Lism and Magic phase, the unit moves directly forwards up to D6 inches. If it runs into an enemy unit, it counts as charging in the next close combat phase. Then we may not make any charge reaction. And, That's pretty uh, useful for oh, yeah. cavalry. Yeah. yeah, especially for that kind of cavalry. That is a bit stupid. Yeah. And then uh, one for 25 points, which is basically, which is the unit pursues an extra D6. That's nice. Yeah. And the one that gives you a charge is just, as I said, once per game. So you can't use it every turn, but it is situational if you really want to get a charge off with a fear causing massive lizard, lizard unit. Yeah, it could really throw your opponent off guard as well. Just march up right in front of them and charge, right? All right, uh, yeah, as you guys said, I don't think you would see that many of them in an army. I think you would have one of them. But I definitely think you would have like a 10-man unit yeah. to help out with the, the, the main attack of your Sauruses. Yeah. And the new models that were released uh, at the end was really, really good looking as well. And they are different. The, the cold ones are different from the Dark Elves ones, which is a really nice touch. Yeah, I think I prefer the, the Dark Elves ones. They look more yeah. evil. yeah. Yeah, but they're supposed to look more evil. They are evil. Yeah, these the, look friendly. They, they look some like some kind of a friendly cartoon lizard. The the lizard men sort uh, riders, I think. There's also a special mention here when we mentioned lizard men lizards riding other lizards, and that is a special unit from uh, the Southlands list for lizard men, the horned one riders, and there are skinks yeah. riding horned ones, which are. A bit uh, faster, cold ones. Yeah, they don't have stupidity either. Nope. And they're they're fast cav, I think. Uh, the thing though, like you guys said earlier, that you still use the rider's toughness. And skinks are toughness two, and the cold yeah. ones are toughness four. Yep. <laughs> That's not very good. No, it's pretty shit to be honest. Um. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the lizard boys. Yeah. yeah, and I'm guessing uh, was Pterodon Riders around in uh, in Sixth Edition? Yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah, so I'm guessing like you're paying a premium for for a unit of heavy cavalry that you might not even need. I mean, your regular sources are pretty good at winning combats, right? Yeah, and you got good magic to help them win combats, so you don't really need a big block of very yeah, expensive. Yeah. And you have skirmishers that can help Still you stupiders. get get yeah. them to combat as well. Yeah, so I'm guessing these guys are for for the the boys who like lizards on lizards. <laughs> uh, I'm guessing there's a market for that. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, not definitely not an auto include in a lizardman army, but make them feel like cavalry. All right, should we move on to the the heavy cavalry masters? Oh yeah. <laughs> Let's talk so, some uh, fromage. Yes, we we yes, we we the yeah the knights of Breton. Must say that all weird accents will be cut out. <laughs> That's nice to hear. Yeah. So, so this is going to be silent because all of us have weird accents. <laughs> this would be highly racist. Uh, should we talk about the the lance formation? 
I think yes. we should do, do, like, do like this. Hello and welcome to this mini army guide to Britannia. <laughs> <laughs> None of the peasant units, just all of the all of the good cavalry stuff. We uh, all know that peasant unit just uh, causes your economy to go bankrupt. Yeah, yeah, those are shite. Uh, but Lon's formation is basically instead of having to have, is it four guys in a regular? Yeah. Yeah. So you yeah. you don't only need to have three guys. Exactly. In the back ranks, the guys on the on the edges of the formation can still attack. So yep. you can still make a pretty punchy unit, even if it's just three wide. And get your rank uh, bonus. Yeah, minimum frontage, good rank bonus, lots of attacks. What's not to like? It's a bit uh, unwieldy to uh, wheel around, but uh, fuck it, you got you got horses, you can move around all day. Yeah, I still prefer the earlier versions of the land formation because it looks cool. Where it was, but it yeah, it's but an actual this, land. Yeah, point. yeah, yeah. Well, it's like the first rank is one model, then it's two, three, four, yeah. five, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It looks cooler, but fair, it's uh, it's it's very hard to play with those rules. Uh, yeah. So on the other hand, you can always go for rule of cool. Yeah. Yeah. No one's gonna stop you. Yeah. And just just so people realize how much this formation changes how cavalry plays, there's an entire guide in the Britannia army book on how to use it. Yeah. With diagrams that are quite as good as. GW's usual diagrams, which yeah, you know. Yeah, you need you need a lot of uh, red wine and good cheese to uh, yeah <laughs> appreciate those diagrams. But yeah. should we start up with the with the basic uh, basic bitch boys? Yeah, the errands. The runts. Yeah, these are basically young dudes who have not proven themselves enough to become knights of the realm. They come in at twenty points, and for that they have weapons skill three, basic human stats. Let's just say that basic baseline human stats. Uh, hand weapon, lance, heavy armor, shield, and a barded Bretonian warhorse. And a Bretonian warhorse that is barded does not suffer the movement penalty of barding. So movement eight. Very useful. I just want to mention, I love how this is put because you look at the, the unit list and you say, oh, a Bretonnia Warhorse. And I check, oh, and then you look at the Bretonnia Warhorse. And they have to look up the second unit, <laughs> which is pure red, red Warhorse, which is where it says that the border doesn't slow it down. Yeah, it, it's a bit convoluted, but if you, if you know where to look, you'll find it. <laughs> and this is where we start to see a limitation on unit sizes. Yeah, these are 5 to 15, just mm. to stop you from going fucking crazy. <laughs> so uh, I want 50 knights in one unit. Yeah. Cover uh, the entire board, the lens. Uh, these guys must upgrade one knight errant to a cavalier at no additional cost. And then you can uh, get a musician and standard bearer for a combined total of 21 points. And they can have a magic banner of up to 25 points. Yeah. Uh, the only downside with these guys are that they have a special rule impetuous, which means that after all charges have been declared, if any impetuous units did not declare a charge, but are within charge range of an enemy, then they must take a leadership test to restrain themselves from charging. If this test fails, they are forced to charge. If the test is passed, they may move normally. Uh, this is like and a half, in addition, half frenzy. Yeah, and in addition, so reckless are the knights errands that whenever they charge, the unit and any characters that have joined them are immune to psychology for the rest of that turn. So if you see a dragon just standing around and you fail your leadership test, yeah, congratulations. Happy you hunting. now have to charge it. Yeah. Uh, but they are comparatively uh, cheap. 
Yeah, yeah, these are basic uh, stat line human cavalry, heavy cavalry, and they get the, the cavalier upgrade at no cost. So if you run like a small unit of five or something, then you get a free champion upgrade, which is usually what, five to ten points? Up to 15, depending on army list. Yeah, so I mean, but that's pretty useful. It's just a note on the cavalier the only thing he gives is an extra attack. So oh, yeah. So you, don't, you can't even hope for a bonus to leadership under that leadership 7. It's something. But then we have the a, a rule that all of the knights basically have, right? The knights wow. Uh, yeah, oh, the knights wow. What's that do? Let's see. It does yeah. that knights and the knight, knights with the knights wow may ignore panic caused by friendly units and models with the peasants duty. So uh, basically ignore panic from dirty peasants. And the, yep. just like other Bretonian knights, they can also have the blessing of the lady. So if you yeah. forego to roll to see who gets the first turn, and you let your opponent start first, then you get you a get six it. plus yeah. ward save against all shooting, and a five plus ward save against or all attacks, and a five yeah. plus ward save against attacks uh, of strength five or higher. The vows, yeah, uh, guys, the the vows aren't those like you pick one vow for the whole army. Uh, the peasant nope. is one of them. Yeah. No, that's nope. kind of virtues for your heroes okay. and lords. Yeah. The virtues are what you pick. The vows are what's set for the type of the knight. Okay. Yeah, cool. you can have the, the, the regular vow and then you can have cool. the questing vow and the, the grail. Uh, cool. grail wow. Yeah. Uh, so, how about uh, you can uh, have a magic banner worth up to 25 points? Uh, so let's just uh, have a look at what's available. Uh, let's see, Twilight Banner, one use only, you can move through terrain uh, if you use it in the remaining moves phase, so not in the charge phase, but you can ignore difficult terrain or obstacles or any other reductions to movement. You can move through buildings, but you have to uh, end your movement on the other side of the building with the full unit. Yeah. So pretty, pretty useful. useful. Yeah, not on a basic bitch unit, but uh, for other <laughs> units maybe. Uh, Conqueror's Tapestry, enemy standards captured by this unit is worth 200 victory points instead of 100. But if someone gets your banner, it's worth 200 points rather than 100. So pretty useful. And then the Errantry banner, which can only be used by the Knights Errant. Uh, all knights aren't in the unit get a plus one strength on any turn they charge. However, a unit with this banner suffers a minus two leadership to any impetuous tests. <laughs> but still, this is if, you, if you're going to run a big unit, uh, 20 points for plus one strength. Yeah, you, you're going to want to yeah. charge pretty much anything and anyway. If, and if you're going to run the, that errant banner, you probably should look into the Storm of Chaos list that is errantry war. Yeah. But... Uh, Let's move over to their bigger brother, so to speak, and that is the Knights of the Realm, which is a one plus unit, so you have to have at least one of these. Yeah. And uh, they're 24 points each. And they're slightly upgraded. So they got the leadership eight. That's a slightly up, slight upgrade. And they got the weapon and, skill four. Yeah, so kind of like the uh, knightly orders of the Empire. Yeah, yeah. but you exactly. get the cost of the champion yeah. uh, included in this yeah. as well. So they are nice. unit size 5 to 15 as the Knights Errant. Uh, hand weapon, lance, heavy armor and shield, and the uh, same border Bretonian warhorse. And uh, uh, one knight, as was mentioned, is uh, must always be upgraded to a gallant as no additional cost. And then you can upgrade to a musician and a standard bearer for 8 and 16 points, respectively. And any unit may carry a magic banner worth up to 25 points. So they're almost the same. They're a bit, yeah. they're a bit more... 
Well, four points, uh, a bit more. Punch. Yeah, four points more for yeah. per unit for uh, better weapon skill. Weapon skill and last one leader. Yeah, and you stats, pretty much. and you uh, gain the benefits of not having impetuous. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, they're got the same special. Rules. So uh, they only have heavy armor and shield and barding uh, compared to the empire's uh, full plate. But yes. they do yeah. have the blessing of the lady. So in yeah. the end, they are pretty much as resilient as Empire Knights. Yeah, uh, and there's a lot uh, more of them. Yeah, yeah, that's another thing. Like with the Empire Army uh, or the Bretonian Army, sorry. That uh, an Empire Army, you would usually use your guys to support your infantry, but uh, Bretonia is all about cavalry. So you would usually have several units moving up the table, and you would usually not just charge headlong. You would just position your units carefully, and maybe have some other units on the flanks and Pegasus or something. And they could really take like two or three rounds of standing in the open with the Blessing of the Lady. Because uh, that war save works against cannons and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah that's the, the bane of heavy cavalry is uh, war, war machines. And these guys actually do have some protection against war machines. Yeah. Uh, so let's move on to the special units because there are a lot of cavalry units in this book. <laughs> uh, questing Knights. 28 points per model. They got the elite human stats, but they are initiative 4 as well, which is not very useful when you have a great weapon. But they come with a hand weapon, great weapon, heavy armor, and shield, so I'm guessing you could use your hand weapon and shield if you yeah. really want to. Oh, they're strength 4 as well. I, I missed that. Uh, that's very useful. And they come in a unit size of 5 to 12. Uh, one guy and, is... Yeah, and it's the coolest yeah. cavalry model stick jid up ever released and it's such a shame yep. they stopped selling them yeah they are yeah. a great kit i mean who doesn't want there's a, a guy with a banjo there's a knight running around with uh, a giant set of chest of drawers on his horse yeah. yeah and the i think the standard bearer is blind yeah <laughs> his eyes are not present he doesn't need eyes he can ride this horse uh, still. We all know yeah. that where we are going, we don't need eyes. <laughs> uh, so these guys left have us. The, the questing, I think it was Niklas. Yeah, he said him. he was going to leave if he needed to make dinner, and for him yeah. it's... He uh, needs basic human stuff like yeah. nutrients and... Uh, ah. yeah. him, li him living in the past makes him not eat when we before we record. Uh, so these guys have the questing well. That means that they are ignored to panic caused by friendly units with a peasant's duty, and they may re-roll any failed psychology test and cannot be joined by characters with a night well. Uh, blah blah blah. Characters with the questing well cannot use a mundane or magical lance, so only big fucking swords for for the, these guys, and they can carry a banner of uh, up to fifty points. So That's let's see nice. if they have some yeah some sort of uh, questing. Uh, Helpful on the request banner. Let's see, banner of defense. They get a four plus ward save against missiles, which could be useful since uh, these guys are pretty punchy and people might want to get rid of them. And they have the valors standard, which means that they roll three d6 for all leadership tests, including break tests, and discard the highest. Uh, I don't know if that's any good. It sounds good on paper, but fifty points on a expensive cav unit that might just run away anyway. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you want to take the next one, Christopher? Did you mention that they were 28 points base? Yes, I think I did. So, the next one is quite a different unit. And it and has a tag of 0 to 1. And that is the Pegasus Knights. And they're 55 points each. And they're lovely human stats with weapon skill 4, toughness 4, and initiative 4. All of that lovely force. 
in this one. But they also got the Pegasus, which is a movement 8 flying creature. So basically movement 20. Yeah. Yeah. But and still, it, if someone grounds you, you can still move at movement 8, yeah. which is more than... Yeah. Like... You're, you're still a flying horse. Yeah. yeah. And, and the most important thing here is that they, since they're a flying unit, they are skirmishers. Very useful. Yeah. Yeah. And so, the three unit size... Division. Yeah, and the unit size is 3 to 10. Uh, hand weapon, yeah. lance, heavy armor, and shield. As I said, Pegasus as mount. And uh, one Pegasus knight must always upgrade to a gallant as no additional cost. As usual, that is just another attack. And then you can have uh, a musician and a standard bearer, and that's 10 and 20 points, respectively. Yeah, so these guys are very good at just uh, running down war machines, supporting charges by yeah. charging people in the flank or rear, and just being annoying with toughness four, two wounds, a pretty good save, and a ward save. But I'm guessing, I, I haven't seen anyone run 10 of these with full command, but I'm guessing some, yeah, someone I, has I, been crazy enough I to do that. I kind of only see units of three. <laughs> 10 of these with full command yeah. is over 600 yeah. points. <laughs> yeah. I've seen, I've seen them but at what musicians. A I've seen them at musicians because it's always good to have a musician. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you if you if you break and you need to rally or... Uh, yeah, or if you get a... If, if you're on combat and yeah, you need to hoot. Exactly. Yeah. Doot, doot. So these um, guys are very useful. I'm I'm guessing that these are pretty much an auto include. Yeah, yeah. In most, uh, given I, what you get, they're quite useful for that fifty-five points. You yeah. can get a lot yeah. of use of them, and they got the knights. Wow, as well. And exactly. they have another special rule that if the army is led by a Bretonian lord who is riding a royal Pegasus, then the zero to one restriction for Pegasus knight is removed. Exactly. So, so you can go nice. crazy. Which is always nice to have those little flavor. Flavor some rules that used. Yeah, if you upgrade your army to play in this way, you will get bonuses, and it will yeah. look really cool on the tabletop. Yeah, I'm guessing with the with the point costs on these guys, and that they are a special unit that you might not see more than two or three units at most. But who knows? Maybe people have been crazy and run like thirty Pegasus knights in one army. If you have, yeah. if you have, dear listener, if you have, send us photos and tell us about it. Yeah. Otherwise, I won't believe you. I want to see pictures. I want pictures of Pegasus knights. And I uh, want it now, damn it. Yeah. And uh, then there's just one uh, heavy cav unit left in this book because I'm guessing yeah. the, the mounted yeoman has been. Uh, yeah, they, they were in the. Yeah, they're cav. False cav. Yeah. 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 And that is the field trebuchet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very fast at a movement of dash and a weapon speed of dash. Yeah, and it's got lovely attack, which is throwing pieces of churches. Yeah. Uh, so, so these guys, uh, the the cool Grail Knights. I'm guessing that these are the, some of the heaviest cav. Yeah, the, this this is the creme de la creme. I mean, when you look at their stat lines, this is above human normal human stat lines. Yeah, but yeah. they are are they still human? Fully? Who knows? Who knows? So uh, movement movement four, just yeah. like a basic human, but uh, weapon skill five. Yeah, very good. But it's skill three. Eh. Strength four, yeah. Toughness three, initiative uh, wounds one, initiative five. Yes. Two attacks and each they're, eight. They're basically chosen chaos knights. <laughs> I don't know. They're show, yeah. They've been touched. They've been touched by a lady living in a lake. Of course, they're better, right? Yeah. yeah. Units. A lady finally three. touched me. I can now oh, fight in my in my no no place. Uh, unit size of 3 to 12, so you can run these guys pretty small if you just want a, a small punchy unit, but I'm guessing you want at least a, a few guys of 
with the lances to pack yeah, some so punch. Like, I, I, I'd say like my unit size would like always be nine with the Breton. Yeah, at, at least six. Two ranks. And nine would be yeah very good. But that that also makes it given that there can be just three of them. If you play a smaller game and uh, you want to do a theme list with uh, like a Grail Reliquary and uh, some pilgrims and peasants. Yeah. You can still have a, a small theme unit of awesome badass knights. Yeah. Yes. Uh, these guys have a hand weapon, lance, heavy armor, and shield. So basically the same as everyone else. Uh, they don't get the upgrade, free upgrade to champions because they're all champions. Yeah. They have the special rule living saints, which means everyone can issue and accept challenges because they're all champions. Then you can further upgrade a great knight to a musician for 10 points and a standard bearer for 20 points. And they can have a magic banner worth up to 50 points. And then they have the grail woe, which is... yeah. Knights with the grail woe are immune to psychology and cannot be owned by characters that have the knights or the questing woe. Any model with Grail Woe may always start the game with the blessing of the lady, regardless of whether or not the Bretonian army prays. Yeah, all attacks so if you, if made by the models a... with the Grail Woe count as magical. Which is very like, useful. Yeah, so, it, so if you have a, a peasant attack. heavy army, just peasants and reliquies and a few Grail Knights, then these guys still get their blessing. You don't have to forego the first turn uh, to the enemy. You can still do cool stuff. And let's see, they can have a magic banner of up to 50 points. So I'm guessing if you want to tool this unit up, you give them the Conqueror standard or whatever it was called and uh, Conqueror's Tapestry. And then you just run down other people's units and collect standards like a crazy madman and win by having twice as many victory points as anyone else. Yeah. I wonder if that tapestry is one of those tapestries that are basically the origin for the word tapestry, but it's not a tapestry itself. You lost me there. I'm I'm four bears down. The Conqueror's Tapestry. The Bayo Tapestry. The Bayo Tapestry is where basically where the where tapestry comes from, but it's not the, it's uh, itself a tapestry. Uh, I see, I see. So the oh, tapestry oh, is yeah. something else. What was the price tag of the Relights? 38 points. So pretty wow. pricey. You get yeah, one and a half uh, regular night for this. They're but like, they punch harder than yeah. one and a half regular nights. So. Yeah. yeah. Also, as we've mentioned, if you want to play a theme army, this might be the only punch you have in it. So they might be worth the, the extra points. Oh yeah. yeah. Or if you play, play a and full. These guys, and yeah. these guys also have great fucking sculpts. Yeah. If you can find them. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you are made of money or kidneys, uh, you can find them. So let's move on to the next book. And uh, that, what the hell is is that is the vampire counts. Oh, the uh, vampire uh, counts. Then we are gonna have a pretty short list of uh, heavy cavalry units because yeah, there aren't that many. I'm gonna call the medium cav. Yeah, these are the not that very good save uh, kind of cavalry that mm, might. They, they are in the in the land between heavy and medium cav, I think. Uh, yeah, the Black Knights are at 23 points per model, uh, unit size 5 to 20. They have uh, movement 4, weapon skill 3, ballistic skill, eh. uh, strength 4, toughness 4, initiative, yeah. uh, wounds 1, initiative 3, attacks 1, leadership 8, yeah, etc. etc. The thing here, they have toughness 4 and yeah. initiative 3, that's pretty fast for the undead. Yeah, yeah, they've got the, the basic graveguard stats. Yeah, so, weapon skill 3 lets them down a bit, not much. But strength four and toughness four and initiative three, 
Yeah. Pretty useful. Yeah, and the leadership eight. When I'm, I'm yeah, not, I'm not gonna say if the vampire dies. I'm gonna <laughs> say when the vampire dies, they will be able to stay up because uh, yeah. If if you people don't know, when the general of an undead army dies, then all units have to take a crumble test at the start of each undead turn, which is a leadership test. And by the amount they fail, that many models die. So with Leadership 8, they will be able to stay up and, well, not alive, but a parody of being alive and kicking. Yeah. Uh, these guys come with the, the built-in uh, fear stuff. So yeah. that's a good protection against yeah. being charged and very helpful when you are charging things. Yeah. They come with hand weapons, lances, heavy armor, and shields. And they yeah. ride nightmares. And the nightmare which can be bartered for yeah. two points. Yeah. yeah. The nightmare so is if it... practically a normal yeah. horse with initiative and weapon skill two. So movement eight. Yeah. So if you don't upgrade these to barding, then you got a pretty pretty solid medium cavalry. Yeah. But if you do upgrade to barding, then you got a two up save and a bit of a slower nightmare. But... Yeah, but the thing here is what makes this unit really shine is their white blade special rule. Yeah. So you want to go through the white blades? It's a pretty yeah, straightforward. Uh, yeah, it's it's a magical weapon, and it causes killing blow. So very useful against yeah. uh, those uh, other one-up save knights that you might yeah. be facing, or characters of any kind that are just walking yeah. around and, foot, uh, and dummies. Yeah, and white blades goes for both both their hand weapons and their lances. Yeah. So they get them all the time. Yeah, baby. Uh, the downside with the whole unit is that I don't think you can resurrect any of them in this book. Hmm, let's see. Invocation of Nehek, blah blah blah. Restore lost wound to an undead model with multiple wounds. Nope. Uh, nah, 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 nah. Add new models to zombies or skeletons. So, nope. We should have Krell on for this, but I'm thinking that no, you, you can't, can't do you that. No, you can't. No. So that's a bit of a bummer. Uh, yeah. Still, you got a two-up save uh, if you give them the boarding. So yeah. pretty survivable with yeah. this four and, and a two-up uh, save. I have seen these guys being used, and uh, they're always a minimum of 10 models being used. I've seen units up to 15 models. Uh, a bit Ooh. pricey, but they are useful. It, it all depends yeah. on the rest of the list. I mean, I mean if, if you go heavy on the undead summoning, I don't see why you shouldn't bring a lot of these guys because all the plebs like skeletons and zombies you can summon them. Yeah, and if you if you splurge for a big unit of these guys, you can give them a magic banner of fifty points. So banner of doom for fifty points give the units a five up ward save against normal and magical missiles to make them last a bit longer with a two up yeah. save and five up ward. Uh, banner of the barrows uh, all whites in the army or in the army in the unit uh, will hit the enemy in a three up yeah regardless of relative weapon skill or any other modifier very useful yes i th i'd say that is the auto include banner yeah yeah i could see uh, if you if you're running a smaller unit uh, maybe the screaming banner but that's 40 points and uh, you really want the bang for your buck with the banner of the barrels yeah. to avoid the rubber lance syndrome of every cavalry unit ever yeah it, so it sure helps yeah so in an undead army list uh, this unit is what brings the punch so you use other units to whittle down the enemy or just tarpet them but these guys do the punching along with the with their uh, cousins on foot the grave guard 
Yeah, and if you if you splurge for a big unit of these, like 10 or 15 guys, and you manage to get, let's say you manage to get 12 guys into combat with a regular foot block of uh, infantry, and you win the combat because you punch pretty hard because you're cavalry, you have close fear and probably outnumber your, your opponent. Bye-bye. Very useful. Oh, yes. So these guys, while pricey, they are actually, I mean, I mean, at 25 points per model with barding, it's not that expensive. And if you bring enough zombies or skeletons, you, you've got calf that you can raise to keep people in place to make yeah. these guys really hit home hard. Oh, yeah. And uh, their upgrades for Musician and Standard Bearer are very cheap compared to yeah, other uh, to other cavalry units yeah yeah so get that i mean a musician might be and eh, because you're not going to use it yeah. to rally but, but if the, it's a drawn this, combat yeah. you can skeleton hoot someone in the in the face and make them run away unless they have a a hooter as well oh yeah so uh, that's the only unit in the Vampire Counts book that counts as heavy cavalry. Yeah, because if we were about to talk about the Blood Knight, we were we would be in the wrong <laughs> edition. Yeah. And so yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm just gonna say an honorable mention because the models are swell. The, the yeah. Blood Knights for the undead is basically a unit of vampires with one wound, and they're yeah. they have like two or three attacks each. Strength five, they're all bananas. They're basically damn hard hitters. They are very good and very expensive. So, oh, yeah. should we just uh, hop over to another undead unit while we're talking about undeads? Oh, yeah. The Skeleton Heavy Horseman? No. From the Tome King book? Really? Do we, yeah, have, we to? have to? Yeah, yeah we, we have, have to. to. Given that we made an audible mention to all of the other units in yeah. our night cav, including all the chariots and everything in the, the light cav or fast cav tactic. But their chariots are light cavalry. They're, they're yeah. the fast cavalry yeah. rule, so but yeah. yeah, yeah, these guys should the be heavy here. horsemen. The heavy horsemen are interesting, they are 16 points base. So for that, you get a weapon skill two, strength three, toughness three, one wound, initiative two, leadership five with one attack, Skeleton. Except for the champion that got two attacks. On a Skeletal Horse, which got a uh, massive movement of eight, actually. Uh, unit size 5 to 16, uh, hand weapon, spear, light armor, and shield. Uh, and the unit uh, can give, get the full upgrade of uh, a command and a 25 points magic banner. And the special rules, which are quite obvious, is undead. So, now that we mentioned them, now we can move on. Yeah, yes, please. And check our Fast Cavalry Tactica a few episodes ago for all of the other units in, that we mentioned in this book. So the next next thing should be going through demons, but we're skipping those since they're a specialist yeah. for Storm of Chaos. As a, as a spoiler for our notes for this episode, or segment, should I say, is that it says demons, then a dash, and then it says skipping these. For the reasons that you yeah. mentioned. Yeah. And next up is the Centigore. Uh, this is a unit for the Beastman. Uh, it's a special unit, although being a beast unit. So uh, they don't have the beast special rule like all the other Beastman units do. Anyhow, it's a special unit. The Centigore comes at 17 points each. 
They are armed with hand weapon, light armor, and spear, and their stat lines are the following. Movement 8, weapon skill 4, ballistic skill 3, which is important to them, strength and toughness 4, 1 wound, initiative 2, 1, maybe 2 attacks because they have trample, uh, and uh, leadership 7. So these guys can be equipped with uh, throwing axes for 3 points a model. Uh, which is, I think, is like eight inches range strength as user, or might be strength three. I don't know. I think it's strength four. Uh, I don't know if it's can... strength user or anything, but it's. I, I think yeah. it's strength four for these guys. And uh, they can uh, be upgraded with shields for two points a model. A centigore can be a musician for seven points. A centigore can be a standard bearer for fourteen points, and one can be promoted into a gore hoof for fourteen points. And uh, their special rules are Trample, which is an extra attack on their base strength uh, and base weapon skill too. They have Move Through Woods, so they can move through forests with ease. And then they have the Drunken special rule, which is uh, before... Uh, Just or, ask Jens. Yeah. Jens, how drunk are you? Uh, about as drunk as a centigore. Nice. So... At the start of your movement phase, you roll a d6 for a centigore unit. On a roll of one, they suffer from stupidity because they are so drunk. On a roll between two and five, they're okay drunk. It's like when you go to the bar and you just have a fun time. And then you can get angry drunk, which is when they roll a six. Then they gain their frenzy special rule. Tripped on my tongue there. So... Uh, they are pricey if you upgrade them a lot. It's like, I would either use them for their throwing axes or giving them shields. It's like, I wouldn't give them both that. No, shields are, um, shields for flanking people, yeah. throwing axes to harass people. Yeah, but, but the thing is, they, they're they not good at harassing since they are not a fast cav unit so i yeah they're a bit of a middle ground uh, yeah medium cav yeah not really it's sure like... where they end up unit yeah they have the movement of a fast cav unit but they have these stat lines like strength and toughness of a heavy cav but they don't have the armor save of a medium cav yeah it's all weird yeah but i do see uh, at least having use for them because flanking with them is like movement eight that's gonna be 16 inches for marching and charging. That is good. And it's good to have them around for for those nice flank charges. Or front charges if your herds are going for the flanks. Move yeah, they can still yeah. Punch, uh, yeah. punch above their weight on the charge. So uh, Yeah, and with the trample rule. Uh, with the trample rule, they're going to strike twice. I'm going to see if trample does anything else. If it's like only when they charge or something. Trample. As well as your weapons, Centigors use their hooves and share sights to crush the enemy. Centigors have an additional attack, which does not benefit from the weapon penalties or bonus. So yeah, an extra attack, weapon skill 4, strength 4. Uh, it's okay. I mean, in a in an army that's uh, all about just running around in a half skirmish formation, having something that can flank people and remove rank bonuses is very useful. Yes. Uh, Centigors are mounted on cavalry base and treated as a cavalry with all respects except for the following. They do not gain plus one armor save. They may benefit from using two hand weapons or hand weapon and shield bonus as if on foot. So they do get the the whole Ooh. parry bonus. And they That's use cavalry. 
Yeah, but they use the cavalry rules for a spear, so I'm going to check this out. Can they have additional hand weapon? Nope, but... Uh... <laughs> oh, well. That's a useful special rule. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if it's in an FAQ or something. Anywho. If it is, we can always add it in in a later episode yeah. or before. If you find it before yeah. this goes out, we can just uh, splice it in. Yeah, that's the Beastman unit. And now we come to the creme de la creme of all heavy cav units. The Chaos yeah, Knights. Yeah, these are the heaviest of yeah. heavies. Oh, yeah. You mean, uh, there are, you mean the, the Gnoblars riding all the Gnoblars in the Gnoblar box? Exactly. Because they're awesome. And probably the best cavalry unit in the game. <laughs> so, well, at least at least when it comes to rule of cool. Yeah. <laughs> These are pretty cool as well, especially if you can use the models that we've been previewed. Yeah. Dubs. So the Knights of Chaos, there are mortal units, so it depends on what your general is aligned to. If your general is a demon or if it's a beast man then this is a special unit if your general is a mortal which is a chaos lord or a uh, or, or a, a spring champion or whatever then these guys are core units uh the points are 33 each they come with base. yeah base Weapon skill 5, weapon skill 3, so uh, strength 5, toughness 4, 1 wound, initiative 5, 1 attack, and leadership 8. And they ride Chaos Steeds, which is movement 8, weapon skill 3, strength 4, and initiative 3, 1 attack. Uh, they are unit size 4+, plus. they come with hand weapons, heavy armor, shield, and barred Chaos Steed. So this is kind of meh, but the thing is, one unit can be upgraded into a unit of Chaos Chosen Knights. So the Chosen, one unit of Chaos Knights in the army can be upgraded to a unit of Chosen at 12 points per model. This sounds pricey. All it's worth yeah. it. All models in the units of a Chosen wear Chaos Armor for a total of one plus save and have an extra attack on their profile. This yeah, is kind of neat. Yeah, this is their base Chosen. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they can't have any lances or anything, so they just come with these hand weapons. They can carry a unit standard for up to f uh, a magic standard for up to 50 points. They can have a musician for 10 points, a standard bearer for 20 points, and a champion for 20 points. Also pricey, but it's worth the price tag. And then we come to the fun part. They come with the mark of chaos undivided, which is they reroll all all leadership based tests, and they can upgrade this mark to the mark of Sinch, Slanesh, Corn, or Nurgle. So I'm gonna go through the marks a little bit here. Uh, if you're a regiment of Nurgle, it costs 50 points. Then they cost fear. Could be useful. If it's a regiment of Sinch, uh, in each Chaos Magic phase, the unit generates an extra power dice. No dice are generated if the unit is fleeing. Then you have the most common one, which is the regiment of Slanish. They are immune to psychology for 20 points. And then we come to the mark that makes them even worse to face. It's the mark of Corn. So they gain Frenzy. And as long as they are frenzied, uh, they get plus one attack. And in addition, their presence on the battlefield adds plus one dice to the dispel dice pile. 
So yeah, yeah the unit is going to be pricey, but it's going to be worth it. I, I've I've faced units of Chaos Chosen Knights several times. Yeah, they and are hard yeah, bastards. They they can yep. take out most of your army by themselves. It's like yep. yeah, it's like uh, I I usually face five models. Five are enough. If you can't kill them before they come to you, you're toast. And often they have uh, like flanking support by Marauder Horsemen or Chaos Warhounds. But the thing is that they they hit so hard because strength five, that's gonna wound most units on two plus, others on three plus. They can fight monsters. They have two attacks each. And if you don't wanna pay the full price tag for, it's gonna be 45 per model if they're chosen. But if you want to go for the cheaper route, you just take the mark of corn for them. But... Yeah, they get a lot of attacks and they hit hard. But yeah. they can soak up some punishment with their two-up save one... or one-up save. Yeah, certainly. But the fun thing here is, like I said earlier, they can be used as a core unit. So you can have a fully cavalry Chaos Knight army. Well, you can have a fully cavalry Chaos Knight army that's almost one unit if you want to. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, it's it's not uncommon to add a, a hero or a lord to the unit. It's like they're great bodyguards and along with the lord, my god, they're gonna break so much havoc. Yeah. Should we say that if you want to make a make a chosen unit on, on the tabletop, you really should mod it as such so it looks as good as it yeah. is? Yeah. Yeah, so at least if if you're only having one unit and you have the classic Chaos Knights from 6th edition, I'd say it's fine to use those as chosen. But if you have several of the same units with, with models, I mean, like make sure that the chosen look the, looks like they are chosen. I mean, they are the creme de la creme from the Chaos Wastes. Oh, speaking of creme, uh, can these guys take a magic banner as well? Yeah, up 50, to 50, 50 points. points. Mm. And is and there a, a banner nice that you should uh, put on them? Yeah, let me check. There are actually a few, uh, but they're all very pricey. So yeah, they're all pricey. All <laughs> yeah, banners are, <laughs> yeah, all banners are 50 points. Uh, we have the banner of rage. Except, except the banner of the gods from yeah, 125. Yeah. Yeah, so Banner of Rage, characters and units with a mark of chaos, with the mark of corn only. The This banner contains the souls of the blood god's most bloodthirsty champions. It radiates the bloodlust and driving those who fight beneath it into a frenzy of destruction. The model in any, in any unit he is with may reroll failed break tests and will not lose their frenzy if beaten in close combat. So that's a good banner. So did, you, did anyone here remember that uh, nifty little elf banner now? <laughs> that's one of the few few ways of yeah. countering this yeah and then we got the plague banner and what does that, does yeah. that do this putrid rotting standard is surrounded by a miasma of decay and infects the enemy with Nurgle's rot the most virulent of all diseases any enemy model in contact with the banner bearer at the start of the chaos magic phase must pass a toughness test or suffer a wound Armor saves are not allowed. This banner has no Ouch. effect on models with the mark of Nurgle or Clan Pestilence of Skaven. That's not it's that not, strange. It's, <laughs> not, no, no. It's I'd say it's pricey for what it does, but it's not a bad banner. You ha have to be a character or a unit with the mark of Nurgle though to take this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. So then the, ne the next first, one is for 
Slanish. Hmm? No, Siege. The Blasted Standard. Yeah, the, the, the Slanish banner is in the Cult of... Yeah, but it, it, there, there's one down here too. Uh, now yeah. it's the Blasted Standard. The Blasted Standard contains a mighty spell of protection. Those marching behind this banner are shielded by powers, and no, by powerful magical flames. The banner contains the bound siege spell Yellow Fire of Transformation. So I'm gonna check what it does. Yellow Fire, cost on 6 plus, remains in play. The sorcerer is surrounded by a shield of fire that blocks enemy attacks. The sorcerer, his mount, and all models in any unit joins have a 5 plus ward save. This replaces their demonic aura. Once it is cast, yellow fire remains in place until the sorcerer chooses to end it, which he can do at any time. It is dispelled, he attempts to cast another spell, or he is slain. So having a 5 up ward save on a unit, which is remains yeah, in place, and that's kind of uh, nice. On a, on a toughness 4, 1 up save, dude, yeah. who can punch yeah. you really hard, that yeah. is... Dangerous. And that's when you almost start to think 50 points is almost cheap for these banners. Yeah. It's like with with this whole thing, it, it is it, it is a bounce spell banner, but a Chaos Army will most certainly have some mages. And if you play a Siege only army, all heroes and lords will be wizards. Yeah. So it's, it's gonna be fighty wizards. Yeah, you're going to be pumping out thing. power dice to call spells yeah. with, and then they're just going to say, oh, while you're out of power and dispel dice, I'm just going to I'm just gonna bounce spell this this little spell that you don't have to care about. It's not that dangerous. Yeah, and then we have a more generic banner, which is Banner of Wrath, yeah. which is a bounce yeah. spell level 4. Uh, yeah. the, the Banner of Wrath contains a potent spell that lashes the enemy with forks of magical lightning. When just magical forks, that would be equally as annoying. Uh, the banner contains a bound magic missile with a range 24 inches, causing D6 strength 4 hits. Pretty basic. Also pretty useful. Yeah, yeah. but it's for, for the points cost, there's probably better banners. Yeah. And then we have the banner for the Mark of Slanish units. 50 points too. The Rapture Standard. Imprisoned within the Rapture Standard are the souls of Slanish's most adorant worshippers. The model in any unity is with counts as having the demonic gift Sopophoric Musk. So let's see what it does. Uh, Sopophoric Musk, uh, enemies close to the demon find their minds confused and their limbs heavy and slow. Any models in base contact with one or more demons with Sopophoric Musk halve their weapon skill and initiative rounding up. Which in most cases gives some weapon skill 2. So they will be hitting the knights on five plus. That's not bad. That's actually really good. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably worth fifty points. Yeah, I think we should go through the beasts of chaos banners too because uh, these guys can carry those too. But yeah, that's the chaos knights unit choice, and they're. In my eyes, the most potent of all heavy cavalry. Yeah, very creamy. They, yeah, they have one job, and it's striking you in the face with their weapons. Yeah. Yep. And looking good while doing it, because most, if not oh, all, yeah. of the Chaos Knight models have been really good looking. Especially those that were, lead, or not Legion, but uh, God-specific ones. The Nurgle ones. 
there are no God-specific models, only conversions. I might be thinking of uh, characters, actually. You might, yeah, you might be thinking of the character. And uh, I have seen a unit built by only this character. Yeah, that might be what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Still, it was a worthy effort for whoever did that one. Oh, yeah. So let's just have one final honorable mention here, and that is for a unit that was only released by Forge World. And those who know about this unit are, are, have been using it if they use this army, because that is the Rhinox Riders from the Ogre list. And it's an honorable mention because it's not really in the army book, and few people use it. Yeah, very few. But uh, there are ogres on giant yeah. rhin woolly rhinos. Yeah, I th huh? think aren't they are able to be used as dogs of war, right? So anyone can take them. Yeah, I think so. But I'm going to check when I have them in front of me, because they're with a special oh, character as well. What the hell? What the hell? Go through them. <laughs> the Rhinox Riders are ogres that so they are weapon skills three, strength four, toughness five, five wounds. Uh, three attacks and leadership seven. And the Rhinox uh, comes in two versions. And the only thing difference is that the smaller one have a weapon skill three, the larger one has a weapon skill four, uh, strength five and six, respectively, and three and four attacks, respectively. There are 100 points per model. Uh, unit size one to three, weapons and armor is light armor, ogre clubs. Special causes fear, bad tempered, thunderous charge, single minded bull, bull rhinox, and dogs of war. Uh, rhinox riders are cavalry and wear, wear light armor. Combined with a thick hide of rhinox, this gives them a four plus armor save. So they are medium cav, medium cav in quotation marks. Each rhinox rider has a unit strength of four, and the bull rhinox riders have a unit strength of six. Uh, rhinox riders are based on a 50 mil base, uh, and the bull rhinox and are on a chariot base. Man, these were basically released for two weeks before seventh edition or something, right? Yeah, they were released late, uh, late, late yeah. sixth edition. And there's a character going along with these, and these are going to get another mention in an ogre special in the future. I hope. Uh, any unit may be given iron fist for 10 points per model. That is uh, their upgraded upgraded secondary weapon. Um, the Ogre Rhinox Riders may benefit from the armor save granted by an Iron Fist in close combat attack as normal, but may not use it to gain plus one attack. Oh, so I can only get the armor, armor save. Um, may have light armor, upgrade to heavy armor, uh, six points. Uh, may upgrade one Rhinox Rider to a Thunderlord, which is the champion, the musician and standard bearer. Uh, the champion and standard bearer are 24 points each as an upgrade, and the musician is 12 points. Uh, uh, may have 50 points of magic banner, and uh, any Rhinox in the unit may be upgraded a Bull Rhinox at 45 points. Uh, however, Thunderlord's Rhinox must be upgraded first, and these were the ones that go on the chariot basis instead. And those were real big. Yeah, so you can have three three of those if you want to. But uh, as, as we said, they're 100 points base, these. So, yeah, they are not cheap. No, and then we have the entire page of special rules for them. Uh, they cause fear. Uh, they're bad-tempered, which is even rhinox and that rhinoxes that have been broken by their riders have a temper shorter than a pygmy's thumb. Uh, if there is an enemy model that is an eligible target for the rhinox riders charge during the declare charges part of the movement phase, it must immediately pass a leadership test or declare a charge. If there is a choice of models to charge, then the controlling players may choose freely between them. 
So that's quite nice, at least, that you can make shoes. Yeah, that is uh, a bit more useful than the uh, Knight's Errant version. Of you the have game. to charge closest, no matter what. Yeah. Uh, Thunderous Charge, uh, even a single Rhinox Rider in full charge is a ter terrifying sight. The ground itself trembling as the cave beast thunders into the ranks of the foe. On any turn, when all models in a Rhinox Rider unit charge more than seven inches, uh, each model causes D3 impact hits at the basic strength of the Rhinox or Bull Rhinox. And they will be doing this pretty much every time if you're using the right. Yeah, yeah. and uh, the basic strength of the Bull Rhinox is six. Ouch. Five for the regular one, but still. Uh, Single-minded, once a Rhinox has started to move, it is difficult to get it to stop. Well, it is a giant... Uh, Wooly Rhino, so uh, this really interferes with the Rhinox Rider strategy, which usually consists of head down and charge. Uh, a unit of Rhinox Riders may not change formation at all unless they spend their entire movement phase reforming. They may not wheel more than once in any given turn. They still get a free wheel to align in combat to their enemy. A bull Rhinox, um, a full-grown bull Rhinox is roughly the size of a steam tank and almost as difficult to stop. <laughs> bull Rhinox can cause terror instead of fear and are large targets. Enemies firing at use of Rhinox and comprising of Rhinox and bull Rhinox must nominate which they're firing at before resolving their shots. Uh, dogs of War, though rarer than, even than the most far-traveled man-eaters, Rhinox Riders are mercenaries and sell swords to a man. Units of Rhinox Riders may be included in non-iron skin ogre armies taking up a rare and a special choice. A single unit may be included to non-Ogre Kingdoms armies too. This includes Dogs of War armies, but will take up two rare choices instead. Yeah. So these guys are the heavy, the heaviest. Yeah, they're they're heavy. Yeah. Heaviest medium cavalry around, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're only medium cavalry given that they have not that the best armor, say, but everything else. Yeah, they, they have the wounds. Yeah, the, the wounds and the toughness yeah. and the power and the attacks and the impact hits yeah. to ruin your day. Yeah, and, and the uh, points cost to ruin your army and the uh, model yeah. cost to ruin your wallet. Well, <laughs> the points I had cost... If you do a full unit of these, they're about the same points as a larger unit of Chosen Chaos Knights. That is true. With with a, with a god upgrade and a banner. So I'm not sure they are as effective, given that they're harder to maneuver. There's only one way to find out. It's that you buy these models and paint them up, and then Jimmy buys more Chaos Knights, and then you fight it out. <laughs> that sounds like it will ruin me. Yeah. Yeah, it will be the most expensive experiment. <laughs> True that. So was that the last uh, cavalry unit that we had? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Uh, well... As we mentioned earlier, there are others in the Dogs of War list, but those will be talked about in the Dogs of War episode. Because yeah, the Chaos ones so will special. be talked about in the Chaos special. Yeah, yeah, they will get a further elaboration in that one. The, and all of the demons will be presented as well in that one. Alrighty. So, anyone want to give a short note on how to use cavalry in a good way in an example for an army, even though we have uh, talked about it, just let's just round it off. Uh, let's talk about the difference between medium cavalry and heavy cavalry. Medium cavalry you can use as flankers uh, with a bit more punch. If you're scared to charge your light cavalry into the flanks of like K2 
Chaos Warriors. Medium cavalry should be able to do the job and still survive. While heavy cavalry, you can charge them into the front of units. You can use them to support charge your injury units for best effect. Uh, if you charge them into the front and then you get a, a nice ranked up infantry unit to combo charge to give those uh, sweet, sweet combat resolution bonuses, that would be optimal. But basically use them as either big smashy hammers where you tool the unit up to be at least 10 or 12 strong with uh, full command and maybe a magic banner. Or use smaller 5-man units to flank or support or just scare off other small units because you can punch harder than them, hopefully. Uh, Jimmy, how would you use like Orc and Goblin Cavalry which are a bit more... In, uh, unreliable with the yeah well <laughs> i i have like 25 boar boys lying around waiting to be painted so i will build two units in big big games but i would say i'm gonna feel like 10 of them going for mid-army to flank attacks, depending on what kind of character I use in the army. If I use a black orc on a boar, I will most certainly put him along with these guys and, and have them go up the center. If I don't add a character, I will use the, the flanking maneuver and go flanks while the boys go for the front. Yeah, because a front line of orcs could still punch pretty hard. You don't yeah. rely as heavily on the on the flank charge of a of a cav unit to break the enemy like you would with maybe Empire or uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know, Britonia with peasant support. You might need those knights to actually break through stuff because your basic humans are not enough to to fight chaos warriors <laughs> or dwarfs or other more. Uh, combat aligned stuff yeah more hardy stuff because yeah luckily orc boys have toughness four so they can take a punch unless the enemy have like great weapons yeah and chris your elves uh, might not win any combats uh, just standing around with their spears uh, they might hold up the enemy but to but to break them you might need to charge some flanks yeah uh, that's, that's uh probably the best use of silver helms and small units you yeah. don't really even need to take in any command for them because that's just a waste of points in that in that role yeah but a 10-man unit of dragon princess charging a, yeah a, a pretty decent sized unit in the front could still break them with some uh, yeah some good dice but, rolls but the, the general tactic is or well one of the most common tactics is that they use uh, something like spearmen to tie them up and then flank charge them to negate their bonuses. Yeah. But if you can use a full fully cav high elf army as well. It just requires more thought. Yeah, I would say that if, if you're using heavy cavalry units as a hammer, do do the math in your head uh, before you charge a unit Take to the front. Math to the head. <laughs> yeah. Do some math. Uh, however you want to do it is fine. But make sure that you I, have I was gonna, I was gonna say, say isn't that just like playing eighth using math i'd say that no, uh, no not no. math doing no. math they, they can't do math, math. is more like yeah no math is more like ninth age yeah no 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 that's way worse than math yeah oh. that's uh, that's uh, like russian uh, crocodile <laughs> isn't it like a bath salt when you end up in a ditch <laughs> trying to eat the hobo 
Yeah, let's let's say like sixth edition is using math. Suddenly, we became a slanishy podcast. Oh yeah. So uh, as we said, take these. If you have any comments on uh, how to use sixth edition cavalry, send them in because we want to hear other opinions and other thoughts. Good night. Bye bye. Bye. Time have ended, and the realm of elves, dwarf, and man shattered. But in our hearts, the old world liveth.